detective? Thrill me. Scream! Scream for your lives! You're going out there to destroy them, right? Not to study, not to bring back. I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. Oh, I know this creature of yours. When the dragon gets this old, it knows nothing but pain. Scientists are saying the future is going to be far more futuristic than they originally predicted. Welcome to Now Care More, gentlemen. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. So, celestial event. That works. You really shook the pillars of heaven, didn't you? What's the boogeyman? As a matter of fact, it was. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Phantom Galaxy, the crossroads where science fiction, fantasy, and horror meet. I'm your host, Nathan Bartleball, and I'm joined by my always co-host, Bill Van Bagel. Bill, how are you tonight? I am rocking and rolling. I can't wait. I was listening to some heavy metal. I'm feeling romantic. Let's get this show on the road. Heavy metal and romance. That's perfect. It's perfect for tonight, too. I actually was listening to some heavy metal as well, which was coming through the Zencaster vibes here from our guest tonight, which I'm really excited about. Uh, we have with us tonight the hosts of the Horror Chronicles uh, podcast. It's a YouTube channel. And I'm going to turn it over to those guys, let them introduce themselves and talk a little bit about the podcast. It's a really awesome show. If you're a fan of horror, you're going to love it. So uh, without further ado... What's up, everybody? I'm Orion. And I'm JT. And we are the Horror Chronicles Podcast, guys. Uh, you know, kind of like I said, you know, we uh, talk about horror, all that is horror, creepiness, you know, paranormal stuff, anything that, you know, goes bump in the night. Um, we are metalheads. Yeah, <laughs> so that's what he was referring to. We were blasting some testament. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, more than that, though, we like to talk about horror. You know, we have our own Facebook page, which we're pretty active on. It's growing more and more every day. You guys can find us over there. Um, you know, join a community, have a conversation. Um, yeah, check us out on YouTube. All you got to do is uh, type in the Horror Chronicles, and we'll pop right up. Yeah, very easy to find. Um, we're on everywhere you can find a podcast. You know, yeah, Spotify, um, Stitcher, iTunes, Castbox. It, it, we're on all the major. Yeah, yeah, and you know, like we said, we we talk about horror movies, do horror movie reviews. Um, we talk about paranormal, uh, cryptids, cryptids, UFO, everything that's yeah. creepy. You know, yeah. um, and you guys had mentioned to me when I was on, you also do some book reviews. We do, yes, we yep, do. horror novels, all that kind of stuff. Yep. Uh, both of us learned how to read last week, so uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, no, no time like the present, right? Yeah, I, you know, well, that was because we had an author coming on, and we thought we better get at it. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll stick to two syllable words. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I asked him. I said, "Hey, uh, you don't have big words in your. Are there pictures on your book?" And said, I can read uh, pictures. No. I can uh, read pictures. Uh, <laughs> this right, is we'll a graphic try. novel, correct? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll try it. But yeah, but, but yeah, we uh, talk about all that stuff and um, we also like we said like to co-promote and like to go on other yeah, people's shows sure. have them on our shows and just build this whole uh, you know horror, horror movie fan. and you know just uh there's no reason why we all can't just get along and promote everybody <laughs> can't we all just get along? it's all the love yeah right you know what I'm saying? 
Oh, man. So, yeah, we're so happy to, to have you. And you mentioned the cryptid. So, hey, anytime you, you want to talk cryptids, I'm happy to come on. I love, I love oh, that. Nathan, we got to get you on the show, man. My kids came to me. They they listened. Uh, they don't, you know. They see me podcasting. We've talked about podcasting stuff. And we, I, a book I loved as a kid with Daniel Cohen did this whole series of cryptid stuff in the eighties. And he did a book called The Encyclopedia of Monsters. And I found a copy online. And oh, my kids are like, we have to do a kids podcast about like monsters. And and my little daughter who's six is like, we need to go to the crypto zoo. <laughs> like in some oh, place. That's awesome. Yeah, I was like, yeah. Awesome. So. Yeah, we we can talk to Phantom Kangaroo or you know or something like yeah. that. So. As, as long as we cover the Ogopogo, <laughs> the Ogopogo. Yeah, we were just reading about him the other or she the other day. <laughs> yeah, one of our favorites is Chupacabra. Chupacabra. Yeah, yes, the goat sucker. <laughs> we just love we, we just love saying that word. Anytime I get a chance to say it. Every once, every couple of years, somewhere down south, there's some guy that has a picture of some large pig in his backyard that says it's the chupacabra. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My, my favorite was like two years ago. Somebody was like, "Here's the chupacabra," and it was like the werewolf from Harry Potter just yeah. thrown into it. I love that it takes more than a. That's yeah, a hairless you, you, cat. Wait a minute. That's exactly what it looked like. Yeah, it's like they would always represent it on the uh, the X Files. They'd look at bites, and, and Scully yeah. would be like, "Is this that goat sucker thing again?" And he's like, "No, no, they have four fangs, not two. Awesome. Uh, no, man, we really that, appreciate you letting us be on the show. Uh, yeah, and, and I, I was. Oh, we're so Nathan, glad you're here. We're, I was saying to Nathan before that we love your audience. You guys, uh, when we came on, and when I came on, and I promoted the show on your site. Must have had three or four people who wouldn't know us from a hole in the wall share it, and yeah. I was um, absolutely floored by that, and so appreciative. Your guys' audience is welcome here. You know, we're welcome there. It's all one big happy family. Let's all hold hands and sing wars. Why can't we be friends? Yeah, <laughs> Or Richard Cheese's version, or whatever you can find. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>, exactly. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, though, and I think that's a, that's a point I was making recently because all these people I know are, are dropping off of Facebook and, like, I can't take it anymore. And they're like, Nathan, why are you still on Facebook? I was like, because I just stopped and went over and I, I only talked to people about horror and they're the nicest people in the world and you know when things get too stressed i like to go talk to people about people getting mutilated with chainsaws <laughs> it de-stresses me it makes that's me feel better <laughs> that's exactly what we were talking about when bill was on i was like it's funny how you know something that's supposed to be creepy or you know terrifying brings people together <laughs> everybody wants to be scared yeah you know, and, and for a while i did like i i did like a the professional critic thing and i every person i ever met that was involved you know the, the the guys that directed horror films and stuff like that always like without fail the nicest people you could possibly meet oh like, man so, I tell yeah. <laughs> so welcoming and sweet and we just did it we know because we just did a four-hour interview not too long ago with a, two directors and two actors from the uk of a horror movie that just came out this year or last year i should say and it ended up from being an hour turned into a four-hour interview. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who? Were, can I ask who they were or who the, oh, yeah. the, the oh, movie yeah. was? Uh, so we were on the on the phone with uh, the directors Richard Oakes and Adam Leader, and the two main stars of the film, which was Samantha Samantha Loxley and Neil Ward, uh, and they were in this new movie called Hosts. Not the there's a movie out there called Host, which is about hosting websites and stuff like that. That is not this movie. This movie was called Hosts, H-O-S-T-S, and 
it was about. Oh yes, I'm familiar, but I haven't seen it yet. It, it, it was about possessions and st- and it, it basically. It, don't want to give it up if you're going to. Yeah, watch we don't want to give up the film, but it was almost. It almost had a uh, invasion of the body snatchers feel to it. Yeah. That's what the very write-up cool I movie. saw looked like. Yeah, very yeah, very neat. They, That's and awesome. They are they are awesome people, man. They've actually yeah. told us they want to they want to come on the show again. Yeah. You know, just on some random things. I was um, so paranoid, too, because I was like, that was the first interview we ever did. And their production company actually got a hold of us and uh, set it up. And then all of a sudden, uh, Ryan over here, he's like, dude, I don't know if I can make it. I got to work late that night. And I'm like, oh, God. He goes, man, you got this, you know. So I get on the <laughs> phone with these guys, and I'm like, what am I going to talk to these guys about for an hour? You know, and I'm like, uh, you know, and I'm all freaking out. And uh, all of a sudden, an hour goes by, and we, we've only went through like ten minutes of the movie. And Ryan calls it, or I know. sends a text, and he's like, "Hey, are you still on?" And I'm like, "Yeah, get over here." And Daddy and we came and saved the, the day for another three hours. <laughs> it was crazy. That's funny. Crazy. But no, yeah, it ended up awesome. being a really cool episode, though. They're awesome. <clears throat> they're awesome. Yeah, Very years cool. ago, I was interviewing the guy. Have you guys seen The Endless? And recently, they did a movie called Synchronic. It's Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead. Oh, I haven't heard. No, I haven't seen they that. Did yet. a movie called Spring too. Uh, oh, yeah, the I Endless, have heard I think, of Spring. Last year. Yes, I have heard of Spring. Yeah, the, the, we'll probably bring that one up tonight, actually. But yeah. uh, their first movie was Resolution, and we had them, and it was uh, uh, the actor, and he at that point he was in their movie, and he was also in Abraham Lincoln. Uh, not Vampire Killer, but Abraham Lincoln versus Zombies. Oh, I mean, Bill, Bill Oberst Jr., yeah, who's a yep, yep. super sweet guy. And Bill's been in a ton of stuff. He's a, he's a great actor. And he was he was playing Lincoln, and the thing that not- I noted was that he was so much better as Lincoln than the guy in the Vampire Hunter movie, except <laughs> that the Zombies movie was made for like $50. And you, they were so nice and welcoming. You, again, you ended up talking to him for hours, and I was like... I don't know how to edit all this, but who cares? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, yeah, yeah that's, so. that's the thing. When I was looking at sitting down to edit that video, and I'm looking at four hours worth of video, I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> I'll be here forever. <laughs> Luckily, I had a couple of weeks to get it done before we needed to release it because we didn't want to release our episode before the movie came out. Yeah, well, that, that's what gets tricky sometimes when you do it with the movies and yeah. you're trying to make sure you, you give them enough time and yeah, everything. Yeah, but it was super but, cool. Um, I mean, uh, they they basically told us, because we were trying not to spoil the movie, and they're like, no, let's step all over it because, you know, by this point, there's been so many people have seen this at, like, festivals and stuff. Let's just get it out there. And I'm like, okay. You know, so we did it. Yep. We basically ruined the whole movie. And we found out some things that a lot of people don't know <laughs> yeah, that probably ain't yeah. going to know. <laughs> but I, Yeah, we found out some stuff about the movie that, that uh, Adam was like, okay, I'm going to tell you something, but can you edit it out? And I'm like, sure. <laughs> so I almost left it in there because it was so good, but I ended up editing it out. Yeah. If you want them again him. as a guest, you you cut that out. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, 100%. Yeah, man, we 100%. Yeah. 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 So... <laughs> But, but yeah, I am. I am. Uh, I'm definitely ready to. Uh, so here we are. We're talk talking about, about some, love. Uh, love in horror. That's right. I guess we should announce the topic. We talked for ten minutes, and people are still like, "What's this episode?" But <laughs> if you clicked on it, you already know because you read the title. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, this is this is our Valentine's Day episode, as it as it turns out, and uh, we're going to talk about uh, date. 
date movies or romantic horror movies for their perfect for uh, Valentine's Day. I realize that a a perfect date movie may not also necessarily be a romantic horror movie, but I think we get a, our bases covered here. And I mean, with having the Horror Chronicle guys here, I know you're going to bring some great choices. And it was it was a lot of fun just to think about this and go back through some of these movies and try to see how far I could twist the concept of romantic horror movie. Yeah, it was it depends fun on who that- you're dating. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. That's an excellent point. Well, it depends because Nathan and I were bouncing ideas back off this afternoon, and you know, does this count? Sure. Does this qualify? Sure. So uh, you're, you're kind of loose and goosey with the categories of this. So really, whatever gets your floats your boat for Valentine's Day is basically going to be included in this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I kind of went in a weird direction with this, and as <laughs> Ryan figure. can attest, I like to talk. So. <laughs> We're going to have a good time. Today. You have a mute so button? I was, was going to say, so your number one choice is Veronica, right? Veronica. <laughs> Bill, did you watch that? I did. I, I did watch funny. Veronica. Bill said, I'm going to watch Veronica. I was like, be careful. <laughs> yeah, he, he told me that too. And I was like, I haven't seen this movie, Bill. And I know how divisive, not, not in a combative way, but how divisive people's views on horror movies yeah. are. But I have met no one who hasn't told me this is one of the worst things I've seen. Like, almost uh, universally. I've seen worse. <laughs> I've seen worse. I've seen worse, but I mean, my guess is the four of us. I don't know how much that says. because yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we've yeah, seen yeah. a lot. Well, you know, when it was when, funny. That movie, I had to watch that movie. As soon as I found out that, you know, it was a Glenn Danzig movie, I was like, oh, dude, I gotta watch this, even if it's a shit show. Oh, sorry. Uh, you know, I think he was counting on that. I think that's what's pulled him through. Spider. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, uh, okay, this is the direction we're going with. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it was great when he finally got her shirt off. You gotta love horror. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta love horror. Man, I didn't even think we were going down this road tonight. And it goes automatically. Yeah, we're already there, yeah. We're already there. That's how it happens on our show, guys, all the time. <laughs> well, and JT starts by saying, I went down a weird road with this, so you just volunteered to go first. Well, and it wasn't even Veronica. That's how weird it is. Yeah, I know. Bill, Bill already took us down. They were just, don't mention no, Veronica. It's, don't it's, mention it's Veronica. Really hey, guys, have you seen Veronica? It, it's really not that weird. Yeah. Well, it, no. It is it's really odd. not that good either, from I, what I understand. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you have a fetish for bathing in blood, you'll love it. Oh, oh, Elizabeth Bathory. Yeah, you, if you Bathory come. That sounds like a Roger Ebert pull quote right there. Yeah. <laughs> well, you Four okay, buckets so, of blood up. Yeah. I'll bring oh, it buckets to buckets of blood. That's a great movie. <laughs> sounds like a bane of bane. Yeah, movie. that is. That is a good movie. <laughs> but uh, you know, I'll bring it a little bit back to uh, maybe some uh, PG thirteen type what? stuff. <laughs> oh, Ryan's okay. gonna do PG thirteen. Hey, look, okay. Ryan, <laughs> Ryan is the R rated superstar over here. Okay. <laughs> So, yeah. but but this is for all those guys that are fifteen and sixteen, trying to woo their girl in high yeah, school. Yeah, I have to, uh, I have to right. bring myself in on this because <laughs> you guys all know you've heard my podcast. You've heard, yeah. So <laughs> I'm trying to keep myself under control. Um, no, but I, I thought of a movie when you guys had this idea, you know, for uh, you know, love or romance and horror. And I was like, okay, I could do this. I bet because you guys, we've all seen the you know, warm bodies. You know, no, we have not. God, have you not seen I that? Scratch that off my I've seen it. Yep. Okay, so you know, Warm Bodies is it's a basically about a chick who falls in love with a zombie. Yeah, you know, it's it is what it is. But I thought of another cool movie with the same concept came out way before that. Came out in 1993, and it's called My Boyfriend's Back. Yes. Have yeah, you got, Have any of you guys seen that? 
I may yeah, have. and that's a better movie. Is it? Didn't oh, Bob Malaban yeah, that one? A hundred. Well, I mean, look at the freaking cast in that movie. I mean, just so here's a few people who are in that movie, just off the you know top: Renee Zellweger, uh, J. O. Sanders, Matthew McConaughey. I love J. O. Sanders. Yeah, exactly. Matthew all McConaughey, right, all right, all right. Edward Herman, <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman, um, Andrew Lowry. I mean, and I could go on and on and on with the people in this movie. It's crazy. Well, I, I was going to say, I saw Tracy Lynn for a second. I thought, Tracy Lord? She's in this film? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. She did some good stuff, too. <laughs> this, this would have been about the right era, though, right? 1993. Yes. yes. Crybaby type era, I think. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but, but Bob Balaban, too, is the director. And we've talked about Bob Balaban a few times, Bill, yes. on the cast. Yes, he's we a, have. He's also and an actor. I see Cloris Leachman was in it. Oh, man, I'm telling you. Oh, rest in peace, Cloris Leachman. Rest in peace, peace. yeah. And Edward Herman, too, although it's been a few years since he passed. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's what I'm saying. And Philip Seymour Hoffman, too. Yeah, Yeah, man. Damn, we're losing all the way down. Well, yeah, I I see this, and this is a great film. Go ahead, bud. Go ahead. No, go go, go for it. Well, I was going to say, this is a good film. It's a fun, you know, it's a funny one. If you're looking to just, you know, have a good time on... But you're a horror fanatic or whatever, and you want to watch a good horror movie with your significant other, and they're not too much into it, they can laugh at this one. It's got a lot of good qualities to it that are fun for a couple to watch, you know. And, I mean, the actors in it. I, yeah, it, yeah. It, you get what you what you pay for. Now you must have put some money on this one because you get what you get. it's got a ton of a ton of actors in it that are amazing. <clears throat> yes. So yeah, and it's worry. very quirky. Yes. Mm-hmm. Campy. We, much we, quirkier. We call it campy. Campy. We campy. call it camp- well, it, campy it, in the horror world. We call it campy. <laughs> it, well, it, to me, a movie I'm going to talk about in a few minutes is campy. Not that this isn't campy, but it also it's there's a lot of intentional like eccentricities I think that you find in this movie, particularly what you know because you're right. The thing this has in common with Warm Bodies is the intelligent zombie routine. Yeah. Except yeah. in Warm Bodies, they kind of use it to make what I thought was kind of a toothless zombie movie. You know, suddenly you're like, okay, well. What are what are we doing here? Yeah, exactly. We, yeah. They had to make up a whole different threat in order for there to be any kind of uh, you know menace in the movie. And here, you know, he's he's he wants the girl. He's back from the dead, but he still has to deal with eating people. Yeah, and, and they dandled that in a really funny way. And it is a PG thirteen, so it's not. Uh, IMDb has a list as comedy fantasy horror. That's probably just about the right designation because it's not scary, but it's got so many of the zombie tropes and the horror tropes. And before yeah. zombies were completely done to death, you weren't getting a zombie movie every. In fact, '93 was probably the renaissance of the zombie movie. If you're thinking about, you know, yeah, '93 uh, was about '92, '93s when when uh, when a movie, a, another movie I'm going to talk about comes out. And so you had the several zombie movies the same year, but this was the like one that was pitched right at like the teen crowd a oh, little bit. Yeah, I think definitely. it's really good. Oh, no, I, I like it a lot. You know, it's funny. I, the part I, one of one of my favorite parts in this movie is whenever they're him, he comes back to life. You know, and he's going for this girl, and the, <laughs> they're in the they're in the library, and she's looking at him, talking about. It, she's like, well, "What do things start? You know, falling off?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she looks down at his. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well. Oh my We're not going to use that tonight, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Rick and Mortis is not there. <laughs> oh, God. I'm no. sorry, Nathan. We took a bad time. No, no apologies, ma'am. There's <laughs> nothing. Oh, my God. I apologize. Have you guys seen the budget on this movie? Oh, no. Crap. They spent $35 million making this movie. 
What? Already in 1993? Million. Yeah, and look at the, well, I mean, it's look at opening the, weekend. It did it did 20.3 million dollars in sales. Wow, that's a bit better than I would have well, expected. Look at, the, honestly. look at the cast, though. I mean, they, well, like I'm said, actually they, they paid the price for the the actors in this. You know, I'm actually All looking right, guys, down I'm though. Done. If you the rest of my movie suck compared. To <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm actually looking down on this, and IMDb has it listed. Let me. But make no, sure this one's a fun one. It's a, it's, a, it's a good one uh, yeah. to watch with with somebody who's not really into the horror stuff, and but they can laugh. Oh, we're at not this talking. One. I'm sorry, that was warm bodies. I was looking. At. Yeah, this Look one's a twelve. A twelve million dollars. Way to screw things up. Well, we were talking about that. Do you guys see what I have to deal with over here? And its gross was uh, it's we, we know, it was we, a budget of twelve million. Its gross was uh, yet, so we just have to <laughs> think of it in your. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, but you can you can imagine it though. Uh, <laughs> oh, I can. Imagine. Yeah, right. <laughs> This one was a little different. This had a budget of twelve million, and its now, gross now was close Gerald, to four Gerald million. Gerald in my dreams tonight. How about oh, that? Oh man! All right, careful. <laughs> so, so to to warm by, I mean, boyfriend's back actually was a budget of twelve million dollars, and it gross was under three million or under four million dollars. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. That seems a bit a little bit more right for nineteen ninety three. I mean, you're thinking this is Army of Darkness time frame and everything yeah. like that. Oh, those, yeah. but, those but movies even, all found their audiences on video we know that even even 12 million dollars in 1993 was a significant chunk oh yeah that's a but, and, but again i think this was a little bit more of a like it, that's to say it wasn't quite a campy b movie it was a movie made with actors that were pretty you know decent at the time oh, yeah. and it was just a bob balaban though he, he made a lot of movies like this he also did the parents in the 80s do you remember that one oh, with, yes uh, yep, yep randy yep, yep. Qua- yeah yep, it's yep. another really quirky weird kind of comedy that's in the horror genre, but also kind of not, and it's just so strange. You go, what do I do with this movie? <laughs> mm-hmm. It kind of walks both worlds, in a sense. It's both alive and dead at the same alive time. Alive and dead. Yes, alive and dead. But I agree. That's a great choice, and uh, it looks like you can rent it on, on Prime you know, for about $4, and it's definitely worth worth a, a watch. Yeah, 100%. I haven't seen that in forever, man. I just watched it like couple months ago actually it's wow. funny. I'm yeah, I'm wanting to check it out again now because it's been years since I've seen it. <clears throat> I and check I forgot it out all the cast. All There's a ton of movies the, out there though. People, oh yeah. People would think about it, you know, uh love I'm gonna go I'm gonna stay on the whole love thing, you know, but in horror, um, but it's a little slightly different. A lot of horror movies are based have have love in in the I don't know, what am I saying, the storyline so to speak. Do you know what I mean? Uh, because a lot of things that are horrifying are things that can happen to your loved ones. You know, um, exactly. most times, like with we'll say with kids, right? Yeah. So if you have children, uh, I know Bill does. Um, but if I you, have two. Yeah. Myself, yeah. So if you have children, you know, the love you have for your kids, no one can describe. I'm, I'm going to stop you right here. Is this going up to Antichrist? Well, no. Kind, no, 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 no. What I was going to say was, what I was going to say was, is that you know, movies like Silent Hill. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Silent Hill, Pet Cemetery. You know. Pet Cemetery um, came to mind when you mentioned the kids. Yeah. Like, um, how the heartbreaking mist. that scene is. Yes. Or the, the mist. mist. Oh my gosh. You know, uh, Poltergeist, things like that. A Quiet Place. It's a new, a little newer one that can, you know, it, it, anything that has to do with children. It's a love thing, you know. Uh, most time, whenever you're uh, with with horror, someone's trying to defend someone they love, or somebody's trying to kill somebody they love because they're obsessed with them. You know, like that movie uh, come out 2016, um, Pet. 
Uh, oh my gosh! Oh, Pet. Pet. Oh my gosh! <laughs> what a weird movie that is. Dude, had Dom- That's Dominic, got some twists and turns. Dominic Monaghan. How, how you say his name? And, Monahan. Uh, Monahan. And then Monaghan, Jeanette yeah. McCurdy. You know. Uh, that movie. I, I, yep. <laughs> there, that, that's, what a weird movie. It's a, that's a, that's that's a, a strange story. one. <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, because people express themselves in different ways when it comes to love. <laughs> you kind of hope that both of those people were not necessarily dating material. I mean, yeah. I don't know if it's a spoiler, but... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but yeah. So there's, there's a lot of a lot of it's funny, a lot of love based in horror. So yeah. It, oh yeah, fairly Absolutely. easy to come up with concepts Absolutely. on this one. I, Nathan, I don't know how old you are, so I'm gonna go down a road that Bill and I might enjoy here. So uh, one of the things that I was thinking about when we uh, approached this topic was how romance is prevalent in a lot of horror films. Mm-hmm. A lot. Um, all the greats, yeah, slasher know, movies have elements of love or romance in some way or another. Um, one of the one of the roads I went down, and I just want to touch on it for a little bit here. Always does, yeah. Well, since we're talking about love, I'm going to touch on it. Um, <laughs> touch whatever you want. <laughs> look, at, look, look at your universe, your uh, universal monsters. Um, yeah, I mean, just think about that for a minute. You've got Dracula. Dracula was driven by his obsession for Nina Harker. Uh, you know, the Wolfman, 1941. Uh, Larry Talbot was obsessed with Gwen Canliffe in that film. Uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, came out in 1954. Uh, the Gill Man had this extreme attraction to Kay Lawrence. And then you get into stuff like Phantom, Phantom of the Opera from 1943. Mm. That movie's all about love. Um, you know, Eric, the main character, the Phantom, you know, his love for Christine, you know, he takes this woman and holds her hostage underneath the opera house. You yep. know, I mean, you can't get any more obsessive than that, you know. And then you've got, you know, the other ones like The Mummy from, you know, 1932. You know, the great Boris Karloff, he had a, you know, he played Emotep. Well, Emotep was deeply in love with Oksana Moon, you know, so that whole movie was him trying to reprise that love that he had for her. You know, there's just so many, and, and the list goes on and on and on. And of course, you know the 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 bride of Frankenstein. Bride really, you know, Frankenstein. there's not as much romance Absolutely. in the first Frankenstein, but you bring it in in Bride, which I think is one of the greatest horror movies ever made. And it's an interesting point because all of the un- most of the Universal monsters are really love sick dopes, right? Yes. And in a sense, Absolutely. they're and 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 the you know one of their close cousins, there, King Kong, he falls in the same trap. Oh, and and that was a big one I was going to talk about was King Kong. Oh, we can get there. There's plenty oh, of King Kong to go around, I think. <laughs> but but that, you know, I think that's part of why, why those stories resonate and why they were such good monsters because that's what that's where their humanity comes in, right? Absolutely. We can all sort of deal with the fact that they care about something so deeply that they really, they're willing to kill a lot of people along the way, but they yeah. ultimately end up sacrificing even who they are. You know, a lot of these th- creatures are in this place because of this or they are driven by this one thing. Except for the Invisible Man. He's just a dick. But, but, like, that's exactly right. The Invisible Man just went insane. 
Right, no. which is great. That's what allows him to, st- and I think that's a fantastic movie. But yeah, the Mummy is is almost like a truly like a romance story. You yes, know, I think some is. of the other Dracula movies, like the Frank Langella version, that's a really like yes. that really brings the romance forefront. And Langella does a, such an excellent job. I love the. Uh, Frank, uh, Co- the the Francis Ford Coppola one, but that one almost gets a little too pervy to really be as romantic, you know. Well, Dracula does a lot of leering in that one. And, um, and that's what's interesting about that Bram Stoker's Dracula, which that came out in, what, 92, I think? Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So they, they basically turned Dracula on his ear, and they essentially made a movie star out of Gary Oldman. I mean, he they pushed him into you know, movie star status with that movie. And they tried to make Dracula as sexy and adorable as they possibly could. But still Except for when he was the grandmotherly looking thing. With the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, what yeah. was that? Well, they have that line from one of the Hotel Transylvania movies where he's looking at someone dressed like me and says, what's on your head, my grandmother's boobies? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That was yes. probably Transylvania 65,000. <laughs> oh, there's a, there's a, oh, my gosh. You took... <laughs> Yeah, that one. Um, my, as a youth, I was. I'm. I'm in my uh, early 40s, but okay. in the 80s, Gina Gina Davis haunted oh my, my dreams after that movie. <laughs> yeah. Was it? Was like, the, the costume in that one? That, wasn't Ed Bagley Jr. Was it Ed Bagley Jr. in that? Yeah, and Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, and Jeff Goldblum. And um, and who else was in it? Michael. Um, uh, uh, from Seinfeld, Michael Richards oh, was Michael in it Richards. as well. Yeah, he, pl- he played yeah. like the butler or something like that. Or- yeah, it's sadly, I mean, I rewatching it, it's still kind of fun, but it's not nearly as good as it should be. Right? Yeah, I tried to watch it, <laughs> but last it's endearing. I actually yeah. own it. Uh, years ago, they put out this uh, this thing. It was, it, I think, it's called a six pack of horror or something like that. But it looks like a a, a six pack of like beer. Um, but it's got six movies in it, and Transylvania Six Five Thousands in there, and uh, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, and Vamp, and some other ones. You know, oh, it, I, I like all those movies. Yeah, I, oh, yeah, say, I can't help it. Talk about romantic, Elvira. Elvira, most <laughs> yeah. beautiful woman in horror. Cassandra well, isn't, Peterson. Is, yeah. is, she is, still looks great. Yeah, Vamp, she does. Vamp, where they go to the uh, dancing club where people look for romance. Yeah, yes. that's yeah. the one where people look for romance. <laughs> yeah, that's the Grace Jones movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. She looks pretty killer in that one too. She did. Uh, no she pun did. She intended. She was always beautiful. One. But, <laughs> but I think one of the fun things about the when we're talking about the Universal horror movies and when they're released, like they're, I think the connection point is great because when you have these monsters who again. They're the other, they're the outsider, and they're just looking for love and tenderness, which is usually exhibited a little bit by their object of affection, but then lots of times they take it too far. It's perfect for these teenage kids, you know, who, you know, a 15-year-old kid who's got a little bit of acne, he probably feels better. You know, he's not stitched together out of dead body parts. It could always be worse. I mean, when he asked the girl out, did she turn around and say, we belong dead? Hopefully not, you know? (laughs) Usually makes you feel a little better. Unless you're the kid who's watching the Phantom of the Opera movie, the Schumacher version with uh, Gerard Butler where when he takes his mask off, there's a little bit of a rash. Some kid with acne might be like, oh, he looks so much better than me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He only has to wear one-fourth of the mask. Like, come on, man. You know, while we're talking about Gerard Butler and Dracula, uh, Dracula 2000 (laughs) is a... It's it's, a movie. (laughs) (laughs) It is a movie. You know, and it's funny. A lot of people diss that movie. I really enjoy that movie. 
I think some of it had to do with one of my favorite bands, of Slayer, and they did some music for that movie. Yes, um, it's not it's not a terrible movie. It, it is I'm not a terrible movie. I mean, it's actually the way they told the story was pretty cool. You know, it, they have a kind of very ambitious twist that I wish they I wish the movie had been a little bit better because the twist was so crazy. But I kind of liked it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, you know, and and you know, talking about Dracula, they really in the later years turned him in like you said into like a oh a succubus almost yeah. or incubus i would say you know yeah. he, he was like really seductive you yeah. know really and then it got that's what got into the vampires you know and that's the thing about vampire movies that with the whole romance thing suppose if you want to get into that like van, vampires in you know a lot of movies and lore and stuff are really seductive and you know that's the big part of it that's how they lure you in and um that's uh, that's something that I never, that never. I mean, I'm, I'm digging too deep into it, but it's like, how are you gonna like something that's dead? <laughs> it's cold. It probably stinks. Yeah, but he's so <laughs> suave and debonair. You know? But he knows how to talk. <laughs> I guess now. Right. I guess right. now. I guess nowadays, as long as you can speak, you'll be okay. <laughs> well, it's that whole hypnotic thing, right? Yeah, you know, sort yeah. of under their spell, I guess. And and it's funny because you're right. Most of the vampires are not portrayed as the living dead in that sense, right? Vampires get to kind of pass at zombies, and you know, yeah. Or the werewolf doesn't get like they get to be sexy all the time. They have to drink blood, but you know, they're not like turning. They're not growing fur and you know running around on the moors, or their body parts aren't falling off. So they got it relatively easy. But yeah, but that's it. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, well, did you guys ever? Go ahead. Go ahead. Did you guys ever see a movie from the the mid nineties uh, with uh, Ann Perillo was in it? It was called uh, Innocent Blood. Did you ever see that? Anthony Lapagula was in it as well, and uh, I had like Don Rickles and Robert Loggia and a whole cast oh, of, of characters I think I know what to you're it. Talking about, yeah. And she's a vampire, but she kind of ends up going up against like the mob, and she at some point she bites Loggia, and then Loggia just goes on a a killing spree, and if you know Robert Loja, yeah, he he yeah. really hamming it up. And there's a point where he's just sitting on the kitchen floor drinking Don Rickles, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, but it's a fun movie, and there's a there's a love love story kind of going through that one. But it's called Instant Blood, I believe. If memory serves, I do think it's a uh, it's not one of his better movies, but it is directed by John Landis, who did um, American Werewolf oh, yeah. in London. Oh yeah, and so it's not on the same level as that movie. But I really got a kick out of it. I remember enjoying it quite a bit. I probably haven't seen it in about twenty years but innocent blood it's um it's a lot of fun well when you brought up uh, gerard butler i thought you were going to go down the route of the one i saw the other day greenland oh, P.S. oh yeah i, I watched that i watched that one <laughs> hey uh, yes. excuse me p.s i love you is a good chick flick it is it is i i agree i can no, while, you're but talking, I mean, while you're talking about landis can we give some props because we talk about it all the time can we give some props to makeup artist rick baker Rick Baker oh, yeah, did the greatest werewolf transformation ever put on film. Period. And American Werewolf in London is a love story too. It is. It is. It'd make a great date night movie. It would. It's a lot um, of fun. So it's funny you talk about date night. The first movie my wife and I ever went to see was Hellboy. <laughs> Two thousand. Nice, nice. Uh, we were just going to be movie buddies, and we ended up getting married a year and a half. You know later. what happens when you watch horror movies with girls, yeah. right? You know Our first was The Ring. The <laughs> Ring. Oh, my God. <laughs> the Ring. <laughs> and I knew we we weren't dating in that at that time, but we went to the movie together, and there were a couple other people with us, and I looked over, and she was the only one whose hand was on, on her uh, 
her face was on her hands as opposed to over her eyes. Yeah. And so I was like, yeah, okay, that's the one. Yeah, and then later we were walking through Blockbuster and we both looked at Killer Clowns and said, we love that movie. So, you know, yeah, it funny. was, uh, that was it. Yeah, Everything it's was funny. Just a My matter wife's of... not into horror at all, but I mean, she'll watch it with me, but she's, you know. See, I got lucky. My... Me and my wife have been together for 20 years. Yes, I'm only 34 years old, and we've been together 20 years. But uh, she loves horror. Which is awesome. Congratulations, Yeah, ma'am. thank you, thank you. That's yeah, awesome. she, loves, she loves horror movies, just like I do. So it's awesome. And uh, the first one that we ever watched together uh, that I can remember was, uh, oh, uh, what? Darkness Falls. You know, oh my gosh, okay. that was when we actually were dating. We started dating at the beginning of 2003. That was the first movie we went to. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. That's movie. a great movie. Love it. But I want to get back. I, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, I want to get back. <laughs> I was going to say, I remember being in the theater at Darkness Falls, and there was a there was a couple of people on our right, and it was very distracting because every time this thing attacked, I just, they would just start screaming, eat him, Blair Witch, eat him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. man. But anyway, go on. Well, uh, Bill had mentioned Greenland. Um, what'd you think about that, Bill? That, I, I, you know what? I was expecting more. Me too. I thought the first, I thought the first half was way too dramatic. Like every possible thing that could go wrong did. Yeah. I, I thought it picked up in the second half when it just became their struggle to get to Greenland. Yeah. I like that aspect of it, but I mean, you know, the, the kid has insulin and he forgets the insulin and then they don't get on the plane and then he gets on the truck and he gets attacked in the truck and the wife's kid, the, the kid gets kidnapped and they got to get the <laughs> oh, kid. Dude, and, it gets crazy. And, can- and, and they go to see Scott Glenn and the, he's the cool grandpa and he just gives up his life because he knows he wants to be there with his grand, his wife was there. Like, holy cow. Yeah, man. Bill just told you the entire movie anyone. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's Spoiler what we do alert. all the time. Well, yeah. but he's, you know, that's, it's like we talked about. There's so much, it's funny, but there's love in basically all horror is based off some kind of love story, so to speak. Thanks, Bill. I don't need to watch that now. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, you know. Well, I, but I was going to say, ultimately, Greenland is a love story because it's yeah. a, a butler trying to get back together with the wife and you find out that he had fooled around on her and it's his love for the family. So, I mean, you can see the romance in that film. Yeah, and, and the thing like, I gotta go back to, you know, with shit with the kids, you know, anything that something happened with the kid, I, that's the ultimate love, and that's what you're gonna do the most for. You know, you you will literally jump in front of a bullet or a train to, for, to save a, your child, you know. Um, Absolutely. But uh, but Ow. the thing, well, that's cause, that's because no one loves you, JT. But uh, <laughs> but um, oh damn, I just snorted. Sorry. I, I love apocalyptic movies. We're too. leaving it in. Don't worry. All right, cool. <laughs> Well, we almost were this, we're, and we're still debating on whether or not to get fart mics. So that's might happen on our show down the road. Who knows? Um, <laughs> Please make it happen. Need to, that needs to be a thing. Somebody has to do it. Need, might as well be you. Button. Yes. Button. No, yes. I'm talking about yes. a real fart oh, mic oh. hooked to our seats and. That's what, yeah. And uh, so, like, we. They might not sound as impressive as the fake ones. That was always happening. Uh, you know? Trust yeah. me, son. I eat a lot of chili. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> He's it's impressed just a question of the mic times. can pick it up, you know. Pr- you don't bust it out or something. <laughs> Damn, dude. Did you just crap your pants? <laughs> no, but I tried. Um. <laughs> the love movie contingent's going to love this episode. <laughs> the only romance these guys talk about their farts. <laughs> Hey, a fart can be romantic. Hey, this will be one of your it best can, episodes. Man. Trust me. No, um, but yeah, with the apo- I love apocaly- apocalyptic movies too. You know, uh, and that's just for for my own. I don't know. I'm weird like that. But uh, there's Mad a lot Max. of yeah, Mad Max. You know, things like that. But uh, something I want to talk about 
that I didn't know if you guys had thought about we'll this. Let these guys talk. We can. <laughs> no, go we ahead. can. We talk all the time. Yeah. People hear us all the time. This, keep I, going. I, I saved my voice. I'm a teacher. I used it all the bloody nice. time. Go ahead and talk all you want. Well, I was going to say something I didn't know if you guys thought about, but um, where there's a lot of romance in this, um, the Friday the 13th remake. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's a hundred percent. There's a whole ten minute long scene. I watched. I tried. I'm gonna tell you, you the story. that again just before he came over here. It's on. Uh, he can tell you where the love wasn't. It wasn't in whoever made that movie. <laughs> well, I can tell you what they they did stick with the uh, the great eighties um, TNA TNA. They yeah. stuck with yeah, that. They did. But what's funny about that is that uh, <laughs> you got perfect number placement. But anyways. I was watching that in theater, of course, you know, because <laughs> we lost it. Guys. <laughs> sorry. Somehow we well, lost sorry, guys, that. we can't hear you. <laughs> it wouldn't it wouldn't upload. It wouldn't upload. <laughs> Bill's like revenge. <laughs> revenge. No, uh, we're going to pull a Bill Van Vagel. <laughs> but, uh. Something. That is a thing, pulling a Van Vagel. <laughs> I, I, I it's legal in Canada, from what I understand. <laughs> I am now a verb. <laughs> you are. You are, sir. You are. You just vagled it. <laughs> Munson, he's get, the, get the vagel just, out of here. You, you, you just vagled your pants. <laughs> Ryan's on the verge of saying something profound, and we keep messing it up. So before he goes back hey, to farts, that's let's what let we finish. do. <laughs> do I need to go? Do I need to start talking about farts again to calm you guys down? <laughs> Yes. No, but uh, something I grew up on, and probably you too, uh, Tales from the Crypt. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, it's, um, I mean, almost all of the first two seasons, a lot of it was all based off of romance and love stories. Of course, they were twisted into some horror, but, you know, they're all, you know, like um, Dead Right was a, was a name of an episode with Demi Moore. And she, you know, goes to fall she wants this um rich man to fall in love with her so she can you know get his money after he dies and all other things like that um till death uh, freeze a crowd the sacrifice there's like there's so many uh, i mean tons of episodes out of that that were all based off of of a romance so to speak but how romance can turn bad yeah yeah <clears throat> well and i think the reason yeah, that's why a great they point. do that mm -hmm. is because love is so sacred and it's when you're you're most vulnerable, mm -hmm. you know, that they can really twist a love story and make it a horror story. Well, because really of things easy. that you will do for it, yeah, it, it, what or you know what you'll what you'll go through for it, you know. But I, Tales from the Crypt is a great one because I, you know, I was pretty young, probably shouldn't have been watching, it, but I you know snuck up at night and turned on turned the TV on super low and would watch Tales from the Crypt when I wasn't supposed to. Um, a lot of uh, stuff in there I probably shouldn't have seen, yeah. which explains why I am the way I am today. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I remember going with a friend and we got dropped off to see uh, Friday the Thirteenth, the final chapter. Oh. <laughs> not the final chapter. Hold on, no, Friday the Thirteenth. Jason goes to hell. That's the one. Oh, um, yeah, that not one's the not final. So the final bad. chapter is good. The oh. Jason goes to hell. No, but it had a lot of uh, TNA yeah. in yeah. it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, and that's what sold those movies back in the '80s. You know, that's what yeah. made. Uh, that's what put butts on the seats. You know, butts boobs and blood. Boobs right. and blood. Boobs and blood. Butts oh, on the. We screen. actually got invited to do a show uh, with a magazine called Boobs and Blood. Yes, 100. percent Yeah, 100. We did. <laughs> that's funny. You <laughs> like? I am not denying that at that's all. That's only yeah. been, that's only because I'm a monthly <laughs> they, subscriber. They sent me that email, and I was like, Oh <laughs> hell yeah! 
Which of those two do you want us to focus on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, butts no, on the screen. And it wasn't even on Pornhub or anything, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you think you can find horror chronicles everywhere, including. <laughs> I wonder what would happen if we piped that in. Hey, you oh, know, never mind. It is what it is. <laughs> you and your search history have to deal with that. I yeah, can't, yeah, yeah. Can't solve that riddle for you. Yeah, um, that's why you use that incognito page. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Anyway, love and horror. Anyway. Well, and and I think, you know, this will always be entwined with, with horror because of the fact that horror, you know, when it's really working, when it does it really gets to you, it's those things that you're truly afraid of. And I think ultimately, you know, some of our greatest fears are being alone or, or dying alone or having the things that we do care about taken from us, you know. Like, at, at some point, you fear for your own death. But, again, you've pointed out, like, if you are, if you've got significant <coughs> others in your life, you've got people that you really care for, to me, the fear of, of, of having something happen to them is greater than the fear of what's going to happen to me, per se. And so, you know, you see that played out so often in movies. I think it's interesting when you get to the romantic aspect of horror movies is when they do go for the universal aspect, which is that you make the villain either sympathetic or alluring, you know. Oh, yeah. Those two things. They don't necessarily have to be both, but that's interesting. And, and, And the horror slasher, which is a ton of fun, they kind of never got to have that, you know, because no one's gonna, no one's going to sort of like be uh, uh, this allure. There was a certain allure to Jason and Freddy as kind of like icons, but you know, not in the films. So what I thought was interesting is when you get to the '90s, and of course, you see that start to happen with Clyde Barker, who's all kinds of twisted. Oh, I mean, man. he's also a super nice guy, but man, the stuff going on in Clyde Barker's head is wild and out there. And Clyde Barker comes to this point where he's intermingling. The like you, the the love and the eroticism and everything else, he's intermingling in the horror in such a way that you you can't, you can't see up from down anymore. And not that Pinhead is necessarily a romantic horror figure, but when you get to Candyman in '92, yes. and granted, uh, Bernard Rose who directed that movie probably has as much to do with that iteration as as Barker did, who wrote the short story. When you get to Candyman, you do have a you have a character that is very much like the Universal horror figures mm-hmm. again. Yes. he's alluring, Absolutely. he's scary, he's got a tragic backstory. <clears throat> He, played by Tony Todd, he's both menacing and he's kind of seductive. And, uh, man, I just think that is a killer horror movie yes. right there. Oh, Absolutely. yeah, 100%. Absolutely. I love, See, that, go ahead. I was going to say, that, that that ticks off all the boxes. Because you got some slasher element, you got some supernatural element, you got some romance element, you got some adventure element. Like, that's, uh, that's almost a, a horror movie for all people. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And he was that first of those slasher kind of characters that brought it full circle back. All those people that are complaining, why can't we go back to the Universal Monsters? To me, he's the one that marries those two things back together right, again. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Go yeah. ahead. You want to, I yeah, know you want well, to say something. It, no, well, <laughs> what I was going to say is, is he was talking about there not being any love in slasher movies. I'm going to tell you what, I've been in love with Jamie Lee Curtis since 1978. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and what I meant was love, for, like, not love, but the, the yeah. slasher themselves no. being the, like, figure of, of romance. You were in, but, you were in no. lust, not uh, love. I was. I yeah. was. <laughs> but, hey, you know, you, you just brought it up, and I kind of, it's one of the movies that I, I put on my list because I honestly, I didn't know if a lot of people would really look at this movie and think about the love aspect behind it. Probably not, but go ahead. But Hellraiser from 1987. Oh yeah. I mean, that movie is all about love. You know, that that movie. Uh, uh, you know, a woman. You know, discovers that 
the it's funny when you think about the plot <laughs> it's, it's, behind, it's a comedy really uh, you when you think about the plot behind that movie so basically i'm gonna read through the little the uh, short synopsis of it a woman discovers the newly resurrected uh partially formed body of her brother-in-law she starts killing for him to re revitalize his body so that he can escape the demons that are pursuing him you can't get any more love than that to where you're willing to kill somebody to help a yeah. loved one yeah you know somebody you're in love with i mean you know and that goes back to clive barker you know clive barker's mind was just way out there you know and it was funny as i was writing this clive barker did some great stuff you know he did nightbreed and then i also wrote down on here Candyman from 92 and we just talked about that another great love story uh the midnight meat train oh yeah from 08 great story not a love story but great movie um you know hellraiser is just one of those movies that it's it really is all about love and this woman trying to save the man that she loves. Oh. Even though she's cheating with him, you know, cheating on her husband with him, you know, but, you know. It's, and, they're, and they're the villains. And that, that goes back to the, the thing, you know, Emotip is killing everybody in his path. But, oh, but he, gee shucks, he does love the girl. Yes. Yeah, that's what he's going for. You know, Absolutely. He's doing everything for her. So if he loves the girl, is he really a villain? Well. Yeah, yeah, I guess. <laughs> well, <laughs> still, but but the fact is, we care we care about his goals, and we care about the things that he cares about, and that's why those movies, I think, are so uh, they work so well. They're multifaceted. Not a single one, even even the Invisible Man, who doesn't really care about anything except you know being crazy. Uh, uh, what what he cares about is the pursuit of knowledge, right? The pursuit of science. Right. But all of those characters, they still have real human wants and desires and they all have a tragic story because it didn't have to be this way per Absolutely. se you know like they didn't you set out you sympathize with them yeah. yeah they didn't set out to end in ruin it it just got it came up uh, as it went along well i want to go back and talk about a couple we we started with the zombies with my boyfriend's back and i wanted to talk about uh, maybe a romance movie or some some movies that have the romance theme that aren't necessarily the twisted romance, but you know, how about movies that attempt to take your typical romantic storyline and then kind of smush the horror movie into it? And I think one of my favorites, and this is where you have to gauge for your for the date night movie, you really have to gauge your date and how much they enjoy gore. <laughs> but I say 1992, Peter Jackson's Dead Alive is a very romantic horror movie. <laughs> because you've got a perfectly wonderful boy meets girl, cute meat, and then, you know, then pus, vomit, and guts, and, and lawnmowers, and rat monkeys, and yeah, say babies. Fun, fun trips to the zoo. <laughs> oh my gosh. And when he's got that little baby and he's banging it against the, <laughs> the, oh, yeah. the swing set and the women are looking up. But, but the, the love story at the center of that movie is still, it has a cute, you, you like these characters, you like their chemistry together, you hope they make it through this onslaught of this madness that's happening. It's very slight, I give you that, but it's enough to keep the movie running until you get to the next big gore scenes. And you want to see these people get through it. You want to see Lionel... <laughs> You know, throw off the shackles of his mother, and you know, get with the girl. And you know, you you want to. He's there. He's so helpful when she says, "Your mother ain't my dog," and he says, "Well, not all of it." And he pulls the tail out. <laughs> you know, uh, 
<laughs> but what do you guys say? I mean, to me, I, 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 the romance does kind of shine through the movie. It helps keep the movie oh, yeah. fun yeah, and I'll keeps it going. You. Yeah, I mean, and, and it, it goes to what we've been talking about, you know, that you know, a lot of horror is based off of a love, of a love story some way, you know, and then it just gets, uh, gets twisted, which is... Which is, I don't know, kind of sound bad, but that's what I like about the about it. You know, it twists. Well, I, I I think it gets twisted in just the perfect way. Exactly, exactly. But this has got everything you want. You got the meet cute. You've got the the resistance of the parents. You know, you've got the false dawn. You've got the moment where they get back together. It's basically, you know, it could be Pretty Woman, except it's got yeah, it's something <laughs> Notting Hill, and it's just got guts everywhere. A thousand gallons of fake blood. You know, yeah, yeah. You know? and that's what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> that's why I tell my wife, I'm like, look, it's a love story, babe. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> you just gotta find. I, but you know, I would have watched. I would have watched those two lead characters in a regular romance, no problem. But I'm glad it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. I, you know, while you while you're on the whole zombie theme, did you guys uh, catch a movie came out in 2014 called Life After Beth? Yes, yes, yes. with Aubrey Plaza. Yes, very cool movie, but did not do very well <clears> in the theater. But the cast in this movie alone, dude, is insane. Do you remember that movie? Yes, 100%. I, I mean, it's crazy. Let me just run down this list. I mean, you got uh, Audrey Plaza, who plays Beth. She's been in a lot of stuff. Um, and then the, the main character, Zach, uh, was uh, Dane uh, Death, uh, Dahan. But then you've got John C. Riley, Molly Shannon, Cheryl Hines, Paul Reiser, Anna Kendrick. I mean, it's just crazy. They spent a ton of money on this movie, and it. Well, actually, they they really didn't spend that much on this movie. The budget was two point four million. <laughs> I think this was one of those it, indie movies with a. It was a labor of love, and they were able to get people who were like, well, you know, I hope we believe in this movie. Because the opening weekend, they only made fifteen thousand dollars. <laughs> Holy crap! Yeah. Well, I think the I think that's a case. My understanding with that particularly move, particularly that movie, Life After Bath, I'm pretty certain it was actually more like a VOD release. Gotcha. Yeah, and, and some of those been. movies, they were releasing in only a handful of theaters, just so on the off chance that it does uh, get uh, picked up for awards. Because we'd see that a lot, like in the critic thing, you see a movie and it's like it's not really playing anywhere, and that's because they'd make sure it got in just enough theaters to qualify as having a theatrical release. Right. But then really, Life After Beth, it ran at a lot of film festivals, and that's where I saw it originally, and then it got it, it got picked up on the like VOD circuit, and it played, you know, then you, you see it on streaming like Netflix, but that's a fun movie. Yeah, and it really Aubrey is. Plaza is really good in it. it really I was going to say, if, and in, if you're talking about zombies, uh, one that normally doesn't come to mind that I don't know if you guys have seen, and it's the French movie Mutants. Just recently watched that movie. And Mutants is about a woman who kind of the world is blown up around. There's zombies everywhere. And the husband, I can't remember, husband or boyfriend is in the process of changing. Changing. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, and it's her struggle through the film of to, do you give up, the, do you give him up? Do you find something for him? And do you get him shelter? And, and you kind of watch him transform as the movie's going. And I'm sure it's way underseen, but it's a heck of a film. Yeah, yeah. And I have heard of that, but I don't think I've ever. That is a good it. one. Yeah. You know, 28 weeks later was considered a a love story. You know, when the the husband has to leave the family to, you know, try and escape and all this stuff. You, you mean know? the husband left his wife on purpose because he's scared he can't? Right. I don't know if he had to, but he did. <laughs> 
<laughs> Bye! <laughs> no. Well, even if you think, when we talk about that concept of love extending beyond just, you know, we are talking about romance, but if you're looking at a, a story that deals with love and the zombies, I'll mention it very quickly, you do have Maggie with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, yeah. and oh that was Breslin, a cool movie. Which... Yeah, I, I thought that worked so well, and that was one of Schwarzenegger's best recent movies because it gave him a, a little bit of pathos, and it gave him an opportunity to do something a little different. I thought he sold it just fine. I thought Breslin was great. I thought it brought up a lot of interesting things in the zombie genre that you don't see. Yeah, yeah, you know, and I guess this one's not really a zombie, so to speak, more of a demon, but uh, Jennifer's body. Jennifer's body, yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot about it. Yeah, I yeah. mean, she's not, I guess, technically not a zombie. She's a demon, no, really, she's huh? she's a demon. Yeah, so, like, uh, but, you know, that's all based... There's a lot of stuff going on with her. Yeah. yeah. Well, she, it's all based off being seductive and just... It, oh, she was very seductive. You know, it's... Uh, it's uh, things like that. It's People find it weird, but then again, people love it. It, it kind of blows my mind to a point to when I see, you know, some of the things that people were like, oh, well, that's not a... That's not a love story. I'm like, have you looked at this? This is a love story. You yeah. just got to open your eyes up. It may not be in your form of a love story, but uh, it's fine. <laughs> the other, I have two <laughs> other zombie movies that, fit, uh, that I had on my scratched out list. One of them was the recent film Yummy. Yes, I watched that. Dude, that was very cool. <laughs> that was very cool. And I mean, where the guy gets frozen. Uh, oh, <laughs> there's a certain yeah, scene involving yeah. fire. Yeah. Yes. But, but but I mean, it's the love of a husband who's willing to take his wife to go get her breast reduced when he he's telling her they look fine, they're lovely. <laughs> Bill, that's the main theme of the entire film. <laughs> but that shows love and dedication. He has to go take her through hell just to get her tits smaller. You know. <laughs> wow. Tony, like, I don't mind paying to make me. them bigger, but you know. <laughs> and the other one I had on my list was Dead Snow Two. That's no too, yeah. <laughs> I, I love, like, there's so, it works on different levels, because okay. if you're just looking for a good date night movie, killing zombies in the snow is always fun. Like, yeah. it's a yeah. fun yeah. movie, right? And at the end, there's some crazy zombie sex. So you get the romance angle of it, too. <laughs> yeah, isn't it, like, set to, like, uh, Total Eclipse of the Heart? That's right, yeah, Total Eclipse of the Heart. Yeah, man, that is an amazing scene. Well, God, Bill, <laughs> if you're going down that route, then Teeth would be a love movie. Oh, God. Oh, no, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> We're going to shut that one down right now. <laughs> on the brakes. So how about, how about Return of the Living Dead 3? Yes. Oh, yes. Know. Now that is a total. That's, that's what I was saying. 93, we're talking about My Boyfriend's Back, Dead Alive, and Return of the Living Dead 3. Totally, you know, that's your, there's, your, there's your movie night right there for, for Valentine's oh, Day. Oh, awesome. Yeah, and that's in all great movies. But, uh, yeah, that one, we didn't talk about that. We mentioned that one in our episode. Uh, the other ones we really didn't talk about at all. But that yeah, that's a complete love story. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, that, and there's campy. Now that's not quirky. That's straight campy. Yeah, that's campy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're but if you're going that. down, if you're going down that road, do you go down to Bride of Chucky? Yes, yeah, sure. Absolutely. Why not? I mean, that's absolutely. That's that's, that's the thing. With that horror. is one of the greatest love stories ever. <laughs> <laughs> it's right up there with Cinderella. <laughs> Cinderella, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Or, that, uh, <laughs> Yeah, Cinderella doll sitting right next to the bride. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I got an Annabelle. That's a doll fun movie, though. Here. Yeah, it is the fun. Bride of Chucky's fun. Yeah, but yeah, like I said, guys. I mean, really, horror a, a majority of it is all based of some for, form of romance or love. Mm -hmm. Yeah, all of it. I mean, because like we talked about, 
what's more terrifying than something happening to someone or something that you love? You know, and that's what basically a lot of horror is based off of. So, you know, this is a good way for you to talk to your significant other. She's not into it. Or he. I know there's some guys out there who aren't into it. Hey, honey, we're going to watch a chick flick. We're going to watch chick flick. Let's guys. watch Return of the Loving Dead 3. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really? She looks pretty amazing by the clo- near the close of that movie. Oh, dude, it's pretty great. It's a little... <laughs> It's a, it's a little alternative, but hey. Hey, yeah. you know, yeah. that's how you preach it. To, that's how you work your way in and say, hey, honey, this is a love story. You just got to see it my way. <laughs> I promise. That's <laughs> why, you know, one of the movies that I know Bill and I were talking about earlier, and I'm not going to. I'm not going to steal Phil from introducing what the movie is, but I will say I saw this movie at a screening, uh, a film festival. I thought I was going in for a different movie, and that other movie either had got delayed or they'd canceled or something. And uh, it was where they just kept running movies in this one room. It wasn't like you need a specific ticket. So I go back in to see this movie. I sit down, and I'm like, uh, and this is all Asian cinema, by the way, that they're playing. And I sit down, and I start watching this movie, and I'm thinking... I guess they reprogrammed it with something else because it wasn't just horror films playing here. And I'm watching this this very sweet Japanese film about a about a widower who's encouraged to go back into the dating field, and he's got his friend. He's very shy, so his friend, who's a movie director, is like, "Oh, I got a great idea. Well, you know, I'm I'm auditioning these girls. They're going to come in and they're going to try out for this part, and you can sit here and watch and." See if you like the qualities. We'll we'll make the part tailored to what you're looking for in a woman, <laughs> and it's really sweet. And I'm like, this movie is so sweet. And then things start to happen. Yeah, well, well from, I was going to say we'll just say the film is audition. Okay, <laughs> so that popped up on my list. Um, I have. Not have you guys not seen that. this movie? I have not. Have not seen oh. it. Yet. Oh boy! Let's just stop I talking. I do yet. know about it though. I have the, the, seen like all, 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 all I'm going to say is it. dog food. Dog food. <laughs> nice. That's not even the the dog food. I wasn't even thinking dog food. I just, the, the the movie get towards the end of the film. That's the one case where ever I walked out. Oh, and I walked out, but but I walked to I walked out. In, in for one thing, it was this film. They they had not it was not well ventilated at this uh, particular like screening, and it was it already smelled like a wall of farts. <laughs> so I was sort of like okay, and then this was happening, and my I'm out, and I walked out. I I got as far as past the door, and I thought I'm, I can't do this, and I thought. I need to know. And I turned around and walked back in. And then after it ended, I said, nope, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah, I remember uh, there was a scene with some needles. Yeah, that's when I bolted. But yeah. I came back, and it was just yeah. in time for the cheese wire. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. it's a good movie. It's a good horror movie. It is romantic. But it, it plays, I would say for the first 30 minutes, it plays like a straight romantic cute Japanese comedy and then you see a bag rolling around on the floor and it's sort of like tilting itself and the girl sitting next to the phone staring at it and you're like what is happening <laughs> and from there it, it goes down a road of hell I've rarely seen in movies yeah, awesome. you, you, go, you, you go from Chuck Willery to Chucky literally yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet. but this honestly it's a, but it is a great movie is you, 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 have, you have to have a strong uh, a person who's really strong into horror, though, if, for this to be a date night movie, <laughs> yeah. and if they watch it and they're if they're smiling like serenely through the whole thing, you need to make sure you don't end up in the sack. <laughs> That's all. Yeah. Not that no. two kinds of sack: the sack that ends up with you know, yeah, you know, you're rolling one. around next to the phone. <laughs> so what are you? What you're saying is, is you take somebody to see audition. It's truly an audition to see if they'll stay with it, you. Yes, that's it. Like yeah. Ro- Roger Ebert would say about some movies, if if you, if your friends like this movie, don't make them your friends anymore. Yeah. 
nice. Not this particular movie, but he would say that from time to time when he's feeling particularly salty. Uh, but um, yeah, I, it's a it's it's Takeshi Miyake. He's done a lot of really strong movies. This is probably one of his strongest. Not necessarily because this content is worse than some of his other movies, but the performance of this actress and it, all the performances in this movie are really strong, and it's delivered in. Uh, Miyake was at a point where he was making like. He was super prolific at this point. In some of his movies, he was just churning out, and they were fine. But like some of them lacked like this really strong artistic bent. This one does not. This one is horrifying, but it's been it's been fine tuned to be horrifying. Nice. And it's horrifying because of that dichotomy of the love and the and the warm feelings you're having, and you want to see this guy and you want to see this girl work out, and then you realize that. It's going a whole different place, <laughs> See, yeah. whole different I'm gonna, direction. I'm gonna have to check that out tonight. I can handle I can handle anything uh, except for when stuff happens to children. That's about it. No, no, and it, it's not that this it's not that the this content in this is strong, but it's strong in the like tightening of the screws sort of way. It's not like this is going to be the most gro- grotesque thing you've ever seen. It's just that it it builds the drama and it builds the tension and it goes to such dark places. It's the whole package of yeah. it's it's artfully done, and that's why it's so intense. It's, it's not just let me see the grossest thing I can throw at you. It's not that. It's just that you're like. Holy hell! How did we get here? <laughs> yeah, the point. Yeah. The the actress is Ihai Sheena, and she does a great job. And she's also she's excellent. She's, like yeah. she's like award worthy. She, she's point. also yeah. in Tokyo Gore Police. If you've seen Tokyo oh, yeah, Gore seen Police, it. now that's more of the other thing I mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> How much slop can we throw? It's it's fun in a different way. It's, it's fun way. in the yeah. what can we do next? Yeah, like and she's in like Meatball Machine. Like she's in all these. In, but she's also in some splatter other films, films. splatter films, the, the Asian splatter films. But she's a good actress. Like she's not just a, a TNA actress there for eye candy. She can act. So inexplicably, audition might be the least gory thing. She's <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. But it's a different kind of gore between yeah. those others. It's, this is, it's, it's you know. funny, too, because like, uh, just talking about uh, about this, I, I was watching uh, Terrifier. And, okay. um, <laughs> watch, and at, we're at the scene where um, he's cutting that chicken where he half. he saws the chicken half. Saws yeah. it in half, right? Oh, and I'm sitting there watching this with my old lady. I freaking my, love that movie. With my old lady. And, yes, everyone where I'm from, Old lady is a term of endearment. If someone calls them their old lady, that means you would take a bullet for him. So, don't get don't get mad. Hey, which is another love story. <laughs> but uh, we were watching that, yeah. and my wife's like, another love story. My wife's like, you can watch this, but you can't watch. Like, I turn my head like on uh, Pet Cemetery when Gage is running out. I yeah. always turn my head. I don't watch anything. Yeah. But she's like, you can watch this, but you can't watch that. I'm like, hey. Look, <laughs> you know I can watch him saw a chicken half, yeah. but, but don't kill the well, it's, dog. It's the tone, though, and that's what we're talking about with audition. And audition switches tones on you, but Terrifier's tone is more of the like. There's a there's a remove there, right? You know, yeah. it's a little bit of a fish in a barrel Technic- movie. And I'm not, hey. and I almost don't like those movies as much because I'm not like You're they kind of. I, I, I know it sounds terrible. Yeah, I almost get bored, and they're like, "Why is this gore film boring you?" And it's like, I just I'm not with the characters. Right. They're getting cut up, but I'm not with them. You know, technically. He's in love with murdering people. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. So I guess technically anything's a love story. I was going to say that's a stretch if I've ever heard one before. <laughs> yeah, is, well, I mean, but not a love story. But even that there's any real, you know, like yeah. it's a it's a setup for the gore pieces, which is pro- totally fine. But you know, I think that's why I prefer the auditions and the Candyman and things yeah. like that because yeah. there's that thing of like 
they bother me more. And what you pointed out, the pet cemetery scene, you know, like you're not even really seeing things except you're seeing a shoe yes. and you're seeing yes. his face, and that's enough oh, yeah. because it's got you. The, I was almost hyperventilating in that movie, The Babadook, because my oh, yeah. son was about Absolutely. the same age as that little boy. And there's a there's a story with love and horror intermingled. And towards the end, like when he's getting like he, he his hands come up and touch her face, I was almost done. I was like. This better, this can't end like yeah, this. Yeah. Well, you know, and um, kind of what it boils down to, really, with horror movies or, or scary movies, you know, there's a diff- bunch of different types of horror. Um, but like I said, whenever I told you, so one of the first movies me and my wife went and seen uh, was um, Darkness Falls. When you are young you're and you're dating, what are you going to do? You're going to take your, whoever, your girlfriend, whatever, boyfriend, to go see a horror movie. You're going to see a scary movie because it makes you get closer to each other. And it's funny, we kind of talked about this earlier, is that (laughs) scary stuff or stuff that's supposed to be, you know, macabre or whatever, brings people together. And you, you know, when you want to take a girl out, you go take her to see a scary movie, you guys get in close together, and that's, you know, helps helps with the mood setting. Weird, but that's how it works. And to me, I... That this goes to show you that you know horror isn't really uh, isn't really that strange of a thing when it comes to the whole romance thing. You know, it's kind of actually no, what starts a lot. It's what starts a lot of romance. You know, and, and I mean, there's a reason why they're big at the drive-in. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know. You know, and that's why you take your girlfriend to haunted houses and uh-huh. stuff like that. You know, I mean, uh, it makes them cling it, on to you. It, it, that's true, and and an interesting point there. And it's funny because when I was talking to my wife, I was like, "Can you recommend a good?" Because we've been to tons of horror movies together. I was like, "Recommend a good uh, date night horror movie." And she and she looked at me and said, "Well, what about Freaky?" And I I was thinking, "Well, I wasn't thinking of Freaky because I don't, you know, I don't know if you guys have yeah, seen it. It's just I have re, you know, not seen it yet, um, but I know what you're talking about." And, Right, with Vince Vaughn, it's yeah. basically the I, Bill and I talked about how you know really it's like Freaky Friday the Thirteenth, like that's kind of oh. you know you get the slasher movie and the slasher and the young girl switch bodies, and that's the gist. But you know her point was it's a totally it, it, there is romance in it to some extent, but that's not the the gist of the film. Yeah. But it's there's a point where some of these movies, The Darkness Falls, and are very different than the audition. And we've talked about a lot of movies where love is at the heart of these movies, but some of these movies would make great fun date night movies, and some of them are just too heavy in a sense yeah. to yeah. be oh, yeah. a good Absolutely. maybe date night film you don't want to walk out feeling bad yeah yeah and i think you know so her her suggestion of freaky was perfect because freaky's a really fun and funny but it doesn't hold back on the gore and it's yet it's got the kind of plot that the that the girl who wants to or or guy who wants to see the date night kind of movie with the the fun group of friends and the girl who's got these different issues she needs to overcome like all of those elements are in this movie and you know is there a point when it's Vince Vaughn who's got to have the awkward talk with the boy that she likes? Yes, it is. <laughs> but, you know, uh, uh, but in between, you've got a fun horror movie, and you. I think it, it's a really great suggestion. So there's a lot of date night movies that I think the lighter ones are going to be for 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 the purpose of maybe a fun, you know, Valentine's Day kind of movie. Where you get, if you're dating and you're kind of feeling out how much do you like horror movies, something like Freaky's excellent. It's R-rated, but it's not. Uh, mean-spirited, you know. Uh, it, it has the gore that someone who likes slashers will enjoy, yeah. but it's got the fun story about the girl kind of coming of age in and, and hanging out with her friends in high school 
that anyone's going to love. And so I think that, you know, this year, that's probably a great suggestion. You know, it's worth whatever the rental price is right oh, now yeah. to rent it on VOD. You know, it's a, it's a lot well, of fun. And, you know, like we talked about, um, and what we're getting at, you know, is that it doesn't have to have necessarily be based in romance or love, but it causes that in real life. You know, like we talked about um, going to a haunted house or something, mm-hmm. you know, what and it makes your, you know, significant other cling on to you. Um, that's like a lot of movies that were came out like in the early uh, or the late 90s, early 2000s, you know, kind of like uh, I Know What You Did Last Summer, Scream, uh, kind of movies like that. Just Scream ones- could be considered a love. Scream, well, Scream is a great movie because everyone can watch it and get something out of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you know, um, but these... The Swiss mo- Army knife of slasher films. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, but as far as it goes with the romance and date night movies, you know, I should know this because I've watched 20 years of being in a relationship. I've watched me and my wife love horror. He's so. been on three dates. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's why they're so memorable. That's right. That's why I tell her it's not quantity, it's quality, okay? Yeah, there you uh, go. You can't quality. remember the last one, then it's hard to compare. <laughs> I'm not even going to go where I was going to go. Keep my zone. <laughs> Sorry. But, uh, <laughs> no, but. That's uh, like when you told Samantha Loxley, you know what that looked like coming out of your mouth? Yeah. <laughs> If you watch host, sorry, I was talking. Yeah, it was bad. Told you about that interview we did with the um, people from. You guys went deep. I see. (laughs) It wasn't you guys. It was Ryan, and I'm sitting over here like, oh my god, they're gonna have on us. I've been working on my filter, and I've done very good tonight. Thank you very much. Very good. You've been the model of restraint, Ryan. See, thank you, thank you, thank you. But uh. No, what I'm getting at is is that um, re- really scary movies, not necessarily horror, um, gory movies, but scary movies, you know, like Freaky and things like that, are great date night movies. Something that's going to make your significant other kind of come in close to you. Um, any kind of like, uh, you know, Annabelle Creation. Any Conjuring, any of the movies. The Conjuring movies are an awesome example because they have a lot of scares in them, and yet Conjuring 1 and 2... On the like, honestly speaking, regardless of what you think about the Warrens in real life, the Warrens is presented in the movies. That's a great example of a couple, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, like without each other's back Absolutely. through everything. Like their love seems sincere. The acting and the chemistry those two have, and it it, it trickles down through. To Annabelle uh, comes home, you know, the most recent one. But all those movies, they have that great love story that's kind of sitting amidst two hours of jump scares. Yeah, yeah. and that's the thing about the Warrens is if you really get into their real life story. That's how they were. I mean, they loved each other unconditionally. I mean, they were. I mean, the best scene in Conjuring Two is he's sitting there playing the the the, Guitar. the, the song yeah. to her there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and that's like I'm saying. Um, I can't. I couldn't even guess the amount of people who have used scary movies to you know make a move on a girl. You know mm. what I'm saying? <laughs> I, it's it just is what it is. You know, it's it, every time you go to see a. Um, I haven't done that with my wife. She's not interested. Yeah, he. Did, <laughs> there's no moves to be made. <laughs> <laughs> but he's, that is in itself a horror film. Yeah, uh, well, in fact, that lets a perfect segue into the Cat People from 1942. <laughs> 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 have you guys seen this movie? I was hoping movie? somebody would bring that up. <laughs> oh yeah, the Cat People, where she, you know, have you seen this movie? I have. It was a long time ago, though. Yeah, it's fa- well. There's two. There's the cat people from the '80s, which is twisted and a right, love story right. in a very different, weird <laughs> but way. But the original, but was the '40s. So much yeah, yeah, the original has 
twofold horror. There's a horror of this woman who's afraid of consummating her marriage because something horrible is going to happen. She's, she's going to turn into a panther and murder this yeah. guy. And the guy's horror is the fact that, guess what? <laughs> she's not going to consummate the marriage. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> and when did that movie come out? 42, Yes, it's a fantastic film. It's one of my all-time favorite is horror it, films. It's as good in my mind as The Wolfman is, nice. although there are no special effects. Uh, Val Luton, who's a producer, he he works with these movies in such a way where it's all done in the style and, and editing, and you have these really tense chase scenes, and it's all about suggestion. And it's a it's an and it's not long. It's not much over an hour, but it's a fantastic film. And love plays a huge role in that yes. movie. Yeah, Absolutely. just like in Sleepwalkers. <laughs> Sleepwalkers is a romance movie in its own way. Yeah. It's not a conventional one. Yeah, but that's but a you know the, the movie between a mom and her son. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, but it's interesting because we mentioned the Cat People eighty two. That's the movie that has these transforming cat people that must have inspired Sleepwalkers because in that one it's a brother and a sister. Yeah. yeah. Angle of the so a lot of what ends up in Sleepwalkers is pulled right from Cat People, the Schrader version, which is an out there movie. I mean that movie that that thing is Looney Tunes. It starts in a weird <laughs> like subprimal world where people and panthers decide to make some sort of weird carnal pact, and you end up with these shape shifting. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. But I but you know I like Sleepwalkers and I like both versions of the. Well, Cat that's People, kind of so. like you you talked a little bit earlier about cryptids and things that you're into that. Uh, have you uh, have you <laughs> He's seen? Not that into it. <laughs> He's not that into it. Sure. I, I can't, I can't wait to see that, where this goes. He said that too quickly. <laughs> <laughs> like I had it prepped. Either that or I expected you to ask it. <laughs> no, no. Um, have you seen any of these uh, um, Bigfoot uh, love novels? <laughs> so, yes, and you know, I you you guys have seen the movie Willow Creek? Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I was uh one of the first places this movie premiered was uh, I'm here in Baltimore, is a Maryland Film Festival, and actually it was we were at the screening for it and Bobcat Goldwith was there and John Waters introduced the movie. It was awesome. <laughs> but Bobcat was saying how, you know, people cuz people were saying, "Wow, you you really show a, a, a we expect you to skewer the Bigfoot people a lot." more than you did and he's like a lot of these are great people he goes but i did have to some of it was so off the wall that i felt like I, he said one guy who wanted who was a guide and wanted to be in the film he was an author of big of young adult bigfoot romance novels and one of them was called yeti or not yes. so, he said no one would have believed it so i left it out <laughs> Oh my God! Well, I, I had my buddy send me a picture just the other day, and he goes, "Oh, you're gonna want to read this book, and it's called Nights with Sasquatch." <laughs> oh, <Lord. laughs> I'm like, why the hell do I want to yeah. read Nights with Sasquatch? Putting the sass in Sasquatch. <laughs> <laughs> We're the ass in Sasquatch. Yeah, the, sure the Willow Creek was a great, great one. Um, Bobcat, uh, actually, um, I listened to an interview with him on Joe Rogan's podcast, and uh, he was talking about how he went to a lot of these places and talked to a lot of people who had experiences and they're really down there a lot of them are really down there people few of them are crazy but most part people believe they saw what they saw you know yeah most people aren't making it up they're just right not seeing what's really there you know right right, right. bobcat had some yeah he he had a couple statements there and he another guy super nice oh yeah super awesome sweet guy. guy we'll sit and just have a conversation with you right there in the lobby of the the theater and everything he was super laughable and and very, you know, and it's funny because as a kid, I'm thinking of like his spastic, like you know, his, his <laughs> shtick in the police academy movies, and in like you know, Scrooged, and he's so he's so like uh, laid back. So I was going to say the one film that I thought of right away 
that fits this perfectly. It's one of my favorites, and it's the Abominable Dr. Fibes. Yes, yes. And the Abominable Dr. Fibes is essentially Vincent Price getting back at the doctors who he thought were responsible for the death of his wife. Mm. And there's that creepy scene at the end where he goes under the stage and he go, falls asleep with the wife. Oh, sorry, is that a spoiler? Yeah, I guess it is. But <laughs> <laughs> Now you're going to issue spoilers. But now I mean, we've ruined it, everything. Thanks, Bill. It, well, there you go. Now, you know, oh, I mean, it's only forty-five friggin' years old, right? Yeah, so yeah, you yeah. Seen it by now. <laughs> you haven't seen this movie. You're living under a rock. Yeah, fifty. No, it's actually yeah. fifty years because it's seventy-one. But Doctor Fives is a fun film. There's some fun kills because IMDb announces it as comedy then horror, so it has the comedic element just in the manner in which these people die, and yet it is a love story because he's driven by the love of his wife and the, what he feels was the unjust treatment of his wife to commit these crimes. And uh, Joseph Cotton, as an older actor, and that was yeah. brilliant in this film. I really like this film. Have you guys heard of the movie? And this is one good for the whole family. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just about, pretty close. <laughs> so I'm going to bring one up that's kind of obscure. I don't know if you guys have seen it or not, but it, it was from 2013. It was a movie called Only Lovers Left Alive. Fantastic film. Vampire right, film? Right, it was a vampire. I was afraid that I was the only one that had seen this. <laughs> and according to their budget... Now, this is Jarmusch, right? Jim Jarmusch? Yeah, yes. Uh, and, you know, and it's funny. You talk about him. That guy's done some really cool stuff. Um, he did that The Dead Don't Die, which is not a great movie, but it, it's still... It's a fun movie. It's a fun, you gotta, yeah, you, it's a fun, yeah, fun you know, Bill Murray. Hey, Bill Murray, son. Anything Bill Murray. You know. Uh, Adam Driver. And Adam Driver, yeah, he uh, he also did uh, coffee and cigarettes, which is, and Dead Man is like from an anthology 90s, just... kind of film, which it was really weird. All of the segments have something to do with coffee and cigarettes. Hence the name. Who'd have guessed it? Uh, he also <laughs> There's did. There's no false this, advertising. This really surprised me when I saw this. He also did the movie Ghost Dog, uh, Way of the Samurai, yep. with Forrest Whitaker. That's a very underrated yes, film. Yes, very underrated. Very yeah. underrated. But a uh, very cool flick. I mean, I I, uh, I actually watched this just last week. Um, was sitting around and trying to think of love stories and stuff, and this popped into my radar, and I thought, oh, I'm going to check it out. And uh, I was I was surprised at how good it was. I mean, it's a this slow is one of Tilda burn. Swinton, and she has great roles to her name, but this is one of my favorites oh, yeah, of hers. Yeah. Uh, it was a slow burn film, but man, it was it was good. It wasn't. It burns though. It, it does it burn. Burns. Yeah, I mean uh, the whole dude. I, uh, when she walks in the room and was like, "You drank Ian," or when he walks in the room and he's like, "You drank <laughs> <Yes>. Ian." <laughs> you know the the interaction between her and Hiddleston is great, but the entire cast, like, and yeah. sadly, two two of them are gone. Two uh, Anton, Anton Yelchin, who's great in there, yeah. and also a John Hurt. John Hurt is yes. is is like poignant in this movie, so yeah. good, and yeah. is one of his last roles. I, Dude, if you haven't seen this movie, you need to check it out. I got it right now. Oh, do you really? Yeah. Did you watch it? No. I oh, right on. No, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna it was uh, it watch was it Friday it was, night. It was really good. I need something to watch when I get home. So it was really good. You got, you got audition. You got only lovers left alive. You got <laughs> plenty got, of choose from it. We've got, uh, you know, we're uh, Ryan and I are really big into music and stuff, and we listen to all kinds of music. And there is a lot of music in this film. You know. Yeah, that was about to say the soundtrack. I think of the vinyl for this is 
Since We're getting ready now. to do an episode on our podcast of uh, you know horror movie soundtracks. It's hard to do though because like horror movies and, and music is just. I hand guarantee in hand. you, Maximum Overdrive is going to come up at some point. Thousand <laughs> percent. Um, you know but what? It's though? crazy. The budget on this movie was seven million dollars. Seven million dollars. Opening weekend, they made eighty-seven thousand bucks. <laughs> Ouch! Whoa. That's another one another where, yeah, well, well, that's another one where it's opening yeah. weekend, probably released in New York. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? you're probably right. Um, you're probably right. Well, but uh, I was gonna say uh, another one I was thinking of. Now that we talked about it, that would be a fun movie for you know people to watch on a date night is Zombieland, the first one. Yeah, yeah, um, that's yeah, one. yeah. Because there's the the two of them are kind of uh, romantically, uh, basically. Um, yeah. You know, at each other all movie flirting. Well, that's not his, actually getting anywhere, right? Yeah, that's his thing. You know, he's really you know someone's in fear or someone's in trouble having their hair pushed behind their ear, you know, or something like that. He the whole time, yeah. the whole time he's in he's he, he's trying his hard. <laughs> that movie is so good and so funny that people love it. Like whenever he squirts that fucking clone on. A, oh my bad, I said it. Damn. Cardio, cardio, cardio. You're fine. <laughs> when he forced that clone on a... We're going to replace it with a fart. Yeah. Like a... <laughs> or maybe smooching noise. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Ryan and I are not doing the smooching. <laughs> no, no, no. But, uh, I'll find that elsewhere. <laughs> when he sprays that uh, when he sprays that clone on um, Woody Harrelson, and he just looks at him, <laughs> and he's like, he's like, I'm going to give you 40%. And he's like, yeah. I love that movie. Number that the first one was so iconic. I love that movie, and I think it's a perfect date night. That's a perfect date night. Okay, movie. I can't get yeah. this out of my head. A fart could kind of be a smooching noise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if he used, if he man, I don't even want to get into how like the, the the debate part of me must argue about why you're absolutely right, but there's no good, nothing good comes there's from no that. There's no good answer. Well, for that. I was gonna say. Use manscaped. If we get too scientific, <laughs> we're out. Oh Lord. Anyway, well, you mentioned Zombieland, which I think is a great call. I wasn't a huge fan of the sequel, but oh, there's a movie either. that came out this year. I, Bill, and I would probably agree that it's not quite a horror film, but it'd be a perfect thing also for younger audiences who want that kind of tone of Zombieland. Uh, you could really watch with a family, but the love is it loves in the title. It's called Love and Monsters. Oh yeah. And I I thought this was a great That's movie, and it has the the young teen uh, trying to get to the girl. It has great creatures. It's got great. I mean, to me, it's every it, like I actually kind of thought it was a better movie than Zombieland, but it's a it's a fantastic. And, and the love movie. is the motivating factor for the action. Yeah. Yep, I actually that's a really good movie. I love is me and my <laughs> me and my wife watched that movie together, and we were both like, "Hey, the boys would are I had two boys." She's like, "The boys would love that movie." I'm like, "Yeah, it's a pretty good because my boys are obsessed with horror movies. I don't let them watch any slashers, nothing like that, but they watch you know scary movies." Yeah. And stuff. How old are your boys? Uh, I have I, I have a, a seven year old and a four year old. And okay, so we're so I have a six year old uh, daughter and an uh, uh, eight about to be nine year old son and six about to be seven year old daughter, but they uh, they. They too love horror movies. We don't show them very many, and this was perfect. They they really got into yeah, this that was one a, a that lot. was a really they good. Movie. Have you great. seen that one? I have not. It's a good. It's a fun love little movie. It's a fun movie. Uh, I was I was impressed when I watched it. It's, you know? it, it one of the best I, surprises I, it, of this year because I would you, say it came out of nowhere. I would say it's more an adventure movie than a horror. Yeah, movie. But, yeah. It's uh, but it's got a right tinge of like creatures. A horror fan's going to want to see it. A monster yeah. fan's going to want to see it. Well, that's why I But you're right, Bill. I agree. Yeah. That's why I watched it. You know, I'm a huge horror fan. It's like just, some Pride and Prejudice on zombies. I got that written down on here too. 
That's a, that one could have been a little bit better for me, yeah. but I mean, I did. Well, and it's funny because my wife is a huge uh, Jane Austen fan, so she really loved the Pride and Prejudice series, you know, and all that. So she couldn't wait to see that, you know. She read the book, and we've watched it a couple times, you know. And it's fine. It's, fine. it's a fine it, movie. It's, a fun it's, movie not, it's not to... It's no warm bodies. I, I'm not, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not big into those period piece kind of movies, but yeah, yeah. you know. But no, that's a yep. good call on that on, on that Love and Monsters. That's a good movie. The other one I was thinking of was it, it's a bit of a stretch, but Beetlejuice. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because the couple, once they die, they're going to live on forever together and haunt together. And, you know, like, it's not exactly romantic, but it's a good couple's comedy uh, horror. Get romantic with you. Know, you know, you talk about the romance and the ghosts. Have you guys seen an old movie? It's a Ray Milan movie from 1944 called The Uninvited. Yes. Oh, my God. I love that film. Love that and it, Isn't it so good? It and is. it's perfect. And again, an all audiences kind of movie. It's got a mystery. It's got a great love story. Yes. And, uh, the, you know, it is this guy trying to help this girl deal with these things. The love starts to bl- uh, blossom. But it's possible that the um, that this ghost that may or may not be her mother is haunting the house. And, it, it, you know, what a great last line that movie has, too. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to ruin yeah. it for anyone. Oh, yeah. But it's got one of the great last lines, a, a real kind of zinger there. But it is a great movie. Again, I'd say it's almost an all-audiences kind of movie where you could watch this with your kids the same way you could watch a universal horror movie. It's fantastic. Criterion Collection has a great, like, uh, version of it out there. It's called The Uninvited and... I really can't. I, every horror fan, I think, should see it. It's definitely more in the ghost vein or mystery. It has some Hitchcockian vibes to it, but it's a good movie. Yeah, um, yeah. I, and the, again, you know, I just want to reiterate the fact that for for listeners and stuff, um, a lot of these movies you can find great scary movies, not necessarily horrific, gory movies. But you can find a lot of great scary movies that are good to watch on a first date. Yeah. Or you know on second third whatever you know if you're just trying to have a good valentine's day night and you guys like being scared because everyone loves to be scared um you know there's a lot of great choices out there and i think people um don't give them a chance because they think oh this is it's a scary movie what's this gonna be but you know it'll bring the atmosphere into it and um a lot of these that we've been suggesting are just great fun movies you guys can watch and have a good time together well, the, the other one that I thought of that nobody's brought up is 1983's The Hunger. Yes. Uh, David Bowie. David Bowie. And it's all about a love... And Catherine Deneuve. It's all about a love triangle and using each Susan other. Susan Sarandon. Susan Sarandon. And, I mean, it's heavy and it's a, a different... It's nowhere near anything like freaky or anything like that. But, yeah. yeah. Oh, you yeah. know, but it's... it's it, I mean, it works on many levels. It's got the vampire a- a element to it. It's got the seductive sex element to it. It's got the creepiness to it. Like, there is love embedded in If your date's story. got a kind of like uh, 80s Euro trash vibe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's why we love horror. <laughs> Especially 80s yeah, horror. Yeah, man. And the, you, if you're in that vein, if you're going to go that, if that, this is where you're, if, if you've, you've sussed out that the date's okay with stuff that's a little uh, alternative, you can do this, or you can, do, or you can do a back to back with this in Life Force. <laughs> <laughs> as long as nudity doesn't bother her. Yeah, um, well, you know it's funny. You were talking about out real the, quick. Uh, the Uninvited, uh, a movie that my wife turned me on to, which I would have never thought about watching this movie. Which I don't understand why, because of the title, was The Ghost and Mrs. Muir. Uh, that is oh, such a good movie. That's a perfect. Story. It's not horror, but man, so good. Total love story. You know, I mean, 
and the reason why my wife got me into it is my my wife absolutely loves classic films, and Jean Tierney is one of her favorite actresses. And uh, you know, she's so good I in mean, that movie. This movie is it's a fantastic film. It really is. You know, if you're into classic movies, I mean, it is really good. Really good. Rip your heart out. <laughs> Well, it's a little bit. I mean, it's it's a romance, but it's got some lightness to it and things like that. There's a, another one from around this time frame called "I Married a Witch," which is fun in that same yes. kind of way, yep. almost a proto bewitched kind of thing. Oh, what's that movie? And uh, um, oh, uh, once bitten with uh, uh, once bitten <laughs> with, uh, with um, uh, 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 is it Lauren Hamilton and Jim Carrey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lauren Hutton. Oh I mean, shit! Lauren if you're Hutton going down that Carrey, road, yeah. uh, love at first bite with George. Love Harrison. at first bite with George. Yeah, George um, Hamilton. Or George yeah. Hamilton, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. George Hamilton. <laughs> uh, so, or what was the other one? Blood, uh, blood sucking freaks, or excuse me, but your teeth are in my neck. <laughs> <laughs> excuse me, but your teeth. Are... Dude, that's, that's the title of the film. That's funny, uh, blood sucking freaks. Uh, you guys know who Chris Jericho is? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Blood sucking freaks is his favorite movie. Uh, he was actually on an episode of uh, Joe Bob's Last Drive-In, and uh, he was talking about that film. Absolutely loves it. Well, if you're if you're talking about classic films, one that came into my head that is a non-traditional uh, horror film is Les Yeux Sans Visage, Eyes Without a Face. Oh, Be- because That's a it's a father's song. It's it, it, no, but it, it inspired it. And it's it's uh, about a father whose daughter, her face got burned in a car accident, and he's taking bodies and killing women to use the face to get the daughter back to where she should be back and beautiful again. And it is an nice. absolutely fantastic film. No, it is. is. It's French a great film? French film. It's very, yeah, it's very surreal. It's a must-see, I think. Come if on, you, Bill, spell that like, for it's, me. So, les yeux? No, it's Eyes Without a Face is the English title. <laughs> Yeah. No, but Lesia would L E S Y E U X S A N S Visage V I S A G E Lesia son visage. Hey, don't you? Now, now I'm singing eyes without a face in my head, but that's different. <laughs> is that Billy Idol? Maybe? Yeah, but Billy Idol. Yeah, that is Billy Idol. I, but but Billy Idol actually references it because he was a fan of the film. That's very cool. That that's out. cool. That's like how you know Black Sabbath, uh, the Baba film in mind yeah. when they. Uh, but oh, yeah, Baba it's it's. Really but cool so let me. It, it's non-traditional in the terms yeah. of romance, but the love is there. There's no doubt about it. It's a fan, and it's got some pretty uh, gnarly face removal scenes for a movie that's a, what like a, a French film from the sixties. I think it's nineteen sixty or sixty-one. Yeah. yeah. So let me back up a minute because I did mess up a little bit there. Blood sucking freaks was, it was the fearless vampire killers, or pardon me, but your teeth are in my neck. Ah, I got you. Is the title of that film. Blood sucking freaks is obviously a different movie. Yeah. This actually was an early Polanski movie, the fearless you. vampire killers. <clears throat> so I'm gonna bring. One I mostly up. just want to say the title. I'm gonna bring one up that uh, hopefully everybody has seen. Uh, perfect, perfect date night movie, and that is the Loved Ones from 2009. The Loved yes. Ones. I love that film. That movie. I said this is to Bill. I was like, love. "Oh my gosh, remember the Loved Ones?" <laughs> that movie is all about love. And, and and you better think twice when you turn a girl down at the prom. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> uh, this is another one where we could put that kind of warning on it. Of you're going to get into this movie, you're going to care about these people, yes. and then you're going to get yes. hurt. <laughs> absolutely, 
Absolutely. But it, do, it does have a heavy comedy component as well, so it's not all blood and guts. Yeah. Uh, no, no, it's not. It's not quite as dark as Audition, but it's no, the, what happens right. in it. Some of it is, but the tone is. The tone's almost more like a like a people under the stairs or something like that. There's you know, a scene involving a drill. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to talk about the director for a second. So the, yes, the yes. director is uh, uh, Sean Byrne. I think it's an, he's an Aussie, mm-hmm. isn't he? Yeah, it's an Australian yeah. film. Yeah. Well, he did another film that I absolutely fell in love with. <laughs> Me too. And it Great was a movie film. called The Devil's Candy. Yes. Devil's Candy. Yeah. Oh that yeah, movie yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a metalhead's dream. Yeah, and that is such a good it movie, is. and you know, it is absolutely one of the things that's awesome about it is the way it portrays the metalhead at the center of the story. Like he's a He's a down-to-earth, loving dude. Again, this yeah. is a guy who loves his family, wants to do whatever he can to protect Absolutely. him. He's like the, the protagonist in a Stephen King movie. And, oh, my gosh, I watched the first 30 minutes of that film without realizing that was Ethan Embry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then when I found out, I was like, that's amazing. I mean, but such a good, good And I'm yeah. glad you brought that up because I plan on pairing that with our guest for our musical episode. Nice. Oh, yeah, yeah. we want to get involved more about with that, but... well, we, well, what we need to do is, is get Bill on our show... And talk about music, uh, or I we mean, did that the oil stone. Oh yeah, can, right. I, I I can talk about whatever and bring Nathan on and yeah, I say or Nathan, yep. or Nathan too if he wants to come on. But we're definitely gonna be getting him on about some cryptid stuff for sure because that's gonna oh, be yeah. oh yeah, it'll be fun. I'd, whenever you guys want. This is by the way, this is such a fun. We're having such a good time. Good, here. Yeah. good, good. Um, this is absolutely a lot of fun. Can, and I, how about the fly guys? The fly. Can we talk the fly? Oh, well, can fly. can I talk about the loved ones just for a little bit? Because yeah. I also oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Go for it, man. No, you can't. The the main actress of that film. <laughs> <laughs> was uh, Robin McLevy. Uh, yes. She played the girl named Princess. Well, the one thing that I thought was really interesting about her that I, I didn't catch from watching the two different movies, and we mentioned this earlier, kind of, she was also in 2012's Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Was she? Yes, she was. She played Nancy, uh, see- Nancy uh, uh, Lincoln. Oh. She wasn't. She was. She wasn't know, zombie number twelve. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> I think. I think you've just underscored a great point, though, about movies, and maybe people love the the vampire hunter, but or vampire uh, Abraham Lincoln vampire killer, but it underscores the difference between the loved ones and vampire because I don't remember almost anything about that movie except there was a point where a vampire was throwing CGI cows at Lincoln, <laughs> yeah. and. Uh, but I loved the loved ones, and I don't think it's a movie anyone's going to forget if they once they see it. So here's a cool little uh, little tidbit of information about the loved ones. The loved ones was actually involved in a true crime event, and we we talk about like like I said, we talk about all kinds of stuff on our show. So in 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 the context of the film, like the context of the around film around the production, the context of the film. If you guys haven't heard this, you're getting ready to. So, in March of 2013, a guy named Gary George was sentenced to life in prison for reenacting a scene from the film. Oh, man. Gary George murdered his best friend, Andrew Nall. He was brutally beaten, sustained 49 stab wounds, and had cleaning fluid found in his eyes. And that is a straight out of a scene from that film. And the judge that tried the 
that tried that case actually quoted the film before they sentenced this guy. <laughs> Way to bring the freaking okay. mood down. We so, appreciate it. So, so, yeah, so this, like we said, perfect date night film. <laughs> perfect date night film. Hopefully, hopefully your significant other won't do this to you. And that's you it. I'm once done. Once they see the movie. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> mic drop. We're gonna, I'm going to mute his. Or drill drop. I'm going to mute his mic from uh, for now on. <laughs> that Guys, is, just that so is you know, fascinating creepy. I, I got like. I got a little bit of shivers hearing you talk about that. Well, and it, it's funny, guys. Just so you know, that's kind of how we run our show. Uh, I will find some of the most <laughs> obscure shit about it, about something. We did an episode about the uh, the Cecil Hotel, which is one of the most haunted places in Los Angeles. That is so awesome, and, uh, by the way. It yes. segued into a, like a 20-minute segment of me talking about Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker. <laughs> yeah, well, you saw where Netflix is doing the miniseries on yes, it. Yes, I've already watched watch. that. Oh, have you? Yes. Is it out yet? It was is very it? good. Right. Oh, okay. no, no, no. You're talking about the Cecil. Yeah, yes. that is. Yeah, they got both yet. of them. See, that comes you out need to February. get this episode and start putting it back on Facebook because you got the Night Stalker and the Cecil Hotel coming <laughs> yeah. soon. Yeah. So uh, you you, know, actually, that episode should be getting a lot of hits. Guys, I think that started tonight. I think February 6th was it? the date oh, on that. All right, well, this is the end of the episode. Good night, everyone. <laughs> Take care. I'm going to go do something else. <laughs> Time to go. Yeah, I'm thinking about starting a, a little piece on our, our podcast called Pointless Thoughts with JT. Because <laughs> nothing's pointless. Well, I mean, not pointless. They're just... that was that wasn't pointless. That was pretty toothy. That thing he just oh, shared yeah. about the the guy killing his friend after the loved ones. Yeah. The... Oh man. What do you what do you think when you're the person who makes the film, and then it's like oh, yeah. you happens. know what? Yeah. yeah. Well, not always is uh, you know uh, uh, what do they say? Imitation is not always a serious right. sincere right. form of flattery. So you know they talk a lot about you know there's so many movies out there that were inspired by true events i mean you've got one of our favorites the exorcist you know um texas chainsaw massacre you know there's several movies that were inspired by true events but hardly ever and right on the right on the cusp of uh you know yeah and on the cusp of horror maybe not quite but badlands Mm -hmm. uh the the terrence um the the uh, Terrence Malick movie with uh, with Sissy Spacek and uh, Martin Sheen, you oh, know, yeah. as the two killers, and the that's a fantastic. That's one of my favorite movies, and uh, you know, that's in, that has inspirations in real life, and it's such a such a good movie. And I've seen people categorize it as a horror film. Do I think it's a horror film? Not exactly, but it does it does delve into darkness a bit. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, so what, you, you were talking about The Fly, weren't you? Yes. The Fly. The Fly. The fly. Fantastic film. Spe- specifically, the Goldblum version. I yes. love the old versions. I don't know if the old yeah. versions really would qualify as love story, but the '86 Cronenberg Goldblum movie. I mean, it's heartbreaking. That's what I don't know if I even say is a date film because man, it is a <laughs> downer. Yeah, it, it's, it, it's heavy. You it, like what happens to him is intense, yes. but you care about him. You care about her. I mean. Well, you care about both of them as a couple. I mean, they're just starting yeah. out on this fantastic relationship, and you know, and yeah, I mean, it, it's a tragic story. The whole scene. Well, and, and if you, I was gonna say, if you've got a thing for vomit, it's got one of the best vomit scenes. <laughs> if you've got a thing for vomit, well, so does audition. <laughs> Let me try and give her lunch. It's like, oh, here, here's my lunch. Oh, you know. dude. This is, children, this is how Brundlefly eats. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. 
and he's all looking at it from a scientific point of view, you know, and it's just, it's really Yeah, cool he's getting into they, it, and he's, he's gold-blooming it to the extreme. Yeah. And, again, I that 8-point in the 80s after, uh, you know, uh, Transylvania six five thousand. They were both in together. You right. know, you know, I the Gina Davis thing going on, uh, and then of course Earth Girls. <laughs> Earth Girls are easy after that. <laughs> with the, both of them again. Yeah, that was not a, a horror film. Not maybe a, not a date <laughs> film either. Or maybe. <laughs> More maybe. You like know, we said it all depends on who you date. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Different I was strokes say, for different When I was twelve, that was a must see. I didn't care what the movie was about. I was watching that one. <laughs> He just heard Earth, Girls, and Easy, and he was like, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. Oh, my gosh. I was thinking, thinking, Nathan, I don't know if you guys have seen the one that I saw the other day, a 2020 film called Spontaneous. I have not seen that. Very good movie. No, and Spontaneous is more on the sci-fi side. It's got some gore to it, but it's about this town where people are spontaneously combusting. Not people. Or teenagers. teenagers. Yeah, teenagers at a high school. Only I teenagers. had that same and problem. <laughs> no, no. Your explosions were caused we're by other metaphorical. things. We're talking your, your desk and your book bag are soaked in the gore of a kid in front of you. Yeah. No, no, no. Ryan's was exploding for other reasons. Uh, yeah. You talk about sci-fi. This was... Not <laughs> com- this was... Spontaneous combustion, not combustion. Oh, I, thought, <laughs> combustion. Co- I thought you said combusting. <laughs> it's all in the spelling. It's all in the spelling. Sorry. And he's, oh, like, he's, he's trying to watch himself, and I'm the one that's going off the rails. We're two, here. Hours, yeah. we're two hours in almost. I, I've been doing real good. I have to. <laughs> Yeah, I I goaded you. I'm sorry. <laughs> but the, but, but you, know, you talk, you talk man- about sci-fi. Look at Plan Nine from Outer Space. Uh, I mean. They were in love with making a shitty movie. Uh, (laughs) Ed Wood did love movies. He didn't love quality, but he loved movies. But but the main thrust of spontaneous... I was going to say, the spontaneous main thrust was a girl's and a guy's uh, relationship and romance. And eventually you find... Bill just wanted to say main thrust. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to see who... I want to see who busted first. (laughs) Yeah, um, <laughs> it probably. But you know, it, it. But it is a really good movie. It's uh, it it's got a feel almost like the movie Heather's, which oh, I guess is kind of a love story film. too. That's a good you know, movie, the man. 80s. A- and it's in that, yeah, it's in that dark comedy vein. Spontaneous. It's 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 a lot of fun. I'm gonna check nice. that one out. I'm gonna write that one down. I'm gonna check that. Yeah, it, like it's not even. It's a stretch to call it horror, but it does have some fantasy and I wouldn't say gore, but a special effects moments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, and that's, oh, that's, you're going to be talking about freaking special effects like and practical effects. I love practical effects. We talk about that all the time in movies um, over yeah, CGI and things like that. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to check that one out because I, I got that one right yeah. there. Yeah, From Beyond's a love story, right? <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 other one, the, other, the other one I wrote down that made me laugh is, and, and tongue-in-cheek is, have you seen the movie Microwave Massacre? <laughs> You talked a long time ago. Yeah. Okay, Bill, let's hear your pitch on what, this. Where Jackie, where Jackie Vernon can't stand his wife and cuts her up and puts her in the cut. Well, it's a romance in terms of if you have your if your marriage has gone to shit, this is going to make you laugh. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes love does stuff to you. It's a romance in the term that if your I never if your heart is shriveled and dead. So after you butcher your wife, you can stand and watch this movie and have a good laugh. Oh, <laughs> but it's. Lord. It, 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 I mean, honestly, it's a pure comedy. Like it, it's, 
it, it's so funny. As you would expect anything called microwave massacre. <laughs> like there's no there's no massacre. I mean he kills a couple hookers, but big deal, you know? <laughs> it's more like microwave crime of passion. I guarantee Nate it's like, okay, so but we didn't that didn't sound as oh, good. Speaking of hookers, Frankenhooker would be a romantic movie. <laughs> yeah. That's a yeah, yeah. I guarantee it. I, I think the basket Nathan's case like, movies eventually be became a thirty minute episode. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, honey. I've still got. Yeah, we we know better than massacre. that. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna... the basket case movies eventually become romantic romantic comedy. <laughs> I was gonna say if um, you want to if you want to take this another route, I wrote down. Have you guys seen the movie Necromantic? Yes. Oh yeah. No, not no, not going that route. <laughs> <laughs> it's got romantic in the title. <laughs> Nathan just cut us all off. I okay. told you this is gonna. Be like it's okay to love the dad. It's not okay to love the dad. <laughs> Um, <laughs> this is going to be a thirty-four minute, thirty-four minute episode. Right when I cut it down, when I cut it down, I'm like, wow, fifteen minutes. <laughs> but I promise you'll be the best hey, fifteen minutes we have. Ryan from uh, Horror Chronicles. Thank you. Good night. It'll be like that time that uh, Eli Roth made the PG cut of uh, Cabin Cabin Fever, and it was just them on the drive in the beginning with happy music, and it ends a minute in. It's a minute long. I love that movie too. By the way, I remember seeing that. Yeah, that's, that's a, a fun movie. movie. I love um, that one. He, um, a movie I wanted to mention that I think is a legitimate like romantic date movie, and yet also happens to be kind of a horror movie. Maybe a little more sci-fi, but it's a it's a it's a nice genre mashup. Is um we were talking a little bit before the show started. Uh, Justin Benson and Aaron Moore had their movie Spring. Oh yeah, yeah. From yeah. Uh, I want to say twenty fifteen. I, I think. That, so um, let's talk about it. So this is a really a really good movie. I like it a lot. Uh, it is it's it's romantic. It's almost I'm trying to think of the best way to describe it. I'd say, have you guys ever seen uh, the uh, Richard Linklater movie Before Sunrise with Ethan Hawke yes. and Julie Del- yeah, Delpy? Yep. So imagine that, except that one of the people in this relationship is a sh- potentially a shape-shifting monster. Yeah, nice. Yet, you have before sunrise uh, because this, yeah, it's so good, and it's in, it's a very interesting movie uh, in the sense that if you've seen any of their movies, they've done most recently they did Synchronic, which is an excellent science fiction movie. They did The Endless uh, a year or so ago. That's a great, and these guys really understand how to build characters and how to tell a good story, and and they also make characters that you like and are striving to do good yeah. the there's a, there's a, there's a that, good trippiness to their films yes and in this movie so Lou Taylor Pucci who basically played a human pincushion in the Evil Dead remake <laughs> yeah, I don't know yeah, if you yeah, remember yeah, him yeah, he was yeah. the guy that they just kept sticking things in again and again and again uh, <laughs> he's the star of this movie and he's this was 2014 by the way I was a I, I said 2015 is 2014 but he's the star of the film he's really good in it uh, Nadia Hiker is his uh, is the love interest that he meets up with and so he's he's having a lot of things going on in his life he leaves the US and he goes to Italy and when he's in Italy he meets this girl and there's a lot of strange things going on with her and there's all these moments in the film and I think you guys really enjoy you we talked you talked about like enjoying cryptids and things like that there's a moment where you're trying to figure out what kind of movie this is because there's hints that maybe there's a creature from the ocean maybe there's a werewolf involved and as the story starts to unfold there's an interesting mythology that's being spun here that has almost a Clive Barker-esque feel to it and yet what stays front and center is this burgeoning relationship between these two people you want to see them 
you know, bring their relationship together, and it, it not not in a not consummate in a in a sexual way, but you want to see them come together and overcome these obstacles, mm. and that's the thing that makes this movie so strong. And yet, this has amazing practical effects. It has creepy, horrific moments. It's got some comedy in it. It's got everything. It's the whole package. And at the end of the the movie, you think that was a that was a great love story. Yeah. Yeah, uh, like legit. I think this is one that really spans the. You can you can take a person who doesn't like horror. You can sit them down, and they might they might you know sit there and look at you a couple times during the movie. But I think they're going to get into it. Yeah, uh, just this just popped in my head for some reason when you. Uh, but Near Dark, one of my favorite vampire movies ever. But Near Dark is a you know basically <clears throat> again again as a vampire movie, you are it's it's a romance movie, you know. This guy, he's got a... And more than some of the others, really. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, he's... Because, I mean, the whole point of it is so that they can be together. And then, like, just... The tra- it's, it's It's like a tragedy, but romantic at the same time. I guess it kind of leads to the fact that sometimes you have to sacrifice for things you love. But uh, that's a good film for that one. And I love that movie anyway. That's just a great film anyway. Oh, it's that's a fantastic film. Yeah. You know, hey, let, let's um, talk horror. The, the un, undead Wookie podcast with Hugh. Uh, go ahead. Let's talk about horror rom com. What about Shaun of the Dead? <laughs> hey, there you go. Absolutely. That's a fun. Yeah, Shaun of the Shaun Dead. Of the and, dead is you know, Shaun of the Dead. It really is. I mean, his, it is. You're trying to figure out is the love story he and his uh, buddy or his girl. <laughs> no, no, no. It's always hard. I gotta to get out of this room with him. Or is it? Or is it about two guys and their love for the pub? It's hard well, to know. Well, it, it's sometimes. a little bit of all of that. But basically, in Shaun of the yeah. Dead, his girlfriend has broken up with him, and he's trying to win her back, and it just happens to fall during a zombie apocalypse. It's a growing up movie. Yeah. Yeah. What's that one where the coming of age? Movie. What's the one? It is. What's I mean, the one? The British one where the guy uh, uh, he's broken up with a girl and they want to make him feel better, so they go to this town and all the women are zombies. In that dog doghouse. Is that what? Hey, yeah, yeah, doghouse. I vaguely remember seeing. Yeah, doghouse. Yeah, all, all the women in town. There's no men left in town. They go out to go drinking and, you know, have a piss-up, and all these women just start be- attacking them, and it becomes a survival <laughs> film. It's a little less romantic comedy than <laughs> Bill's remembering. But it's, <laughs> this, is, this is the breakup movie where, you know, yeah. you, you're after the breakup of Valentine's Day and you're still in a mood. <laughs> this is the one to watch, maybe. <laughs> um, hilarious. But you got lots of those movies that spin off of that, like the 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 quest. You know, like let's get back to the girl. We talked about Love and Monsters. Cloverfield kind of sets yeah, that yeah, up. Yeah, that, yeah, that's another the, good the one. The gist of that film, where he's trying to get across town, and it's driven by that. I love that movie, by the way. It's a, you know, it's a good it was movie. funny. I um, went and saw that movie in the theater, and I am not a found footage guy. I just don't care for those kind of films. Um, about. 10 or 15 minutes into that movie, I'm like, oh, this is going to be a piece of crap. I, you know, and I almost got up and left. I am so glad I stayed to watch that entire movie because it was so good. So good. Yeah. Almost gave me a headache a little bit, but it was, it was a good one. It was a nice take on the giant monster, uh, which is one of my favorite, like, subgenres, and I think they, they kind of nailed it there. Um I guess to get a little uh, trippy, you know, we want to talk about trippy love stories as we a little bit. I mean, you got Mandy's a love story Mandy. in a sense, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mandy, that was a cool Mandy movie. with uh, yep. uh, 
Yeah, that's a very cool movie. And one of my all-time favorites, uh, I guess he's really done a couple of these different kinds of movies, uh, David Lynch with Mulholland Drive. Oh, oh yeah. You guys have dude, seen Mulholland Drive. And that movie, and, and the the love story there that's kind of developing, it's kind of hard to track because you're trying to figure out where it's going and who's who and things like that. But, like, in that one... Uh, the the love story to heart of it between these two women and it's got some it's got some really like kind of steamy and you know uh, sensual scenes that really work and they build the c- connection between these two characters but it's also a wild trippy ride with yeah. a lot of stuff going on but it does capture that dichotomy that Ryan that both you and JT been talking about all night where we talk about that dichotomy and that thin line sometimes between the love and the terror or the love and the hate the way that 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 the the brightest moment and the most wonderful moment in your life can suddenly turn into the dark mm-hmm. mo- horrible moment and that really plays out in that film where this character is trying to piece together who they are and what they what has happened in their life and may, you know how have we gotten here and not quite knowing where they are and it's a disorientation that comes with when you have great love and then when you lose great love i think that's that's one of my favorite horror movies if you want to consider it a horror movie right. i do but yeah Mulholland drive i think is excellent well, the, the other one that plays off that those themes that nathan you and i had chatted about before was don't look now Oh and yeah, with uh, uh, Donald Sutherland. Donald Sutherland. Don't, don't look yeah. now about about it. It works on. There are a couple uh, very sensual scenes in that, but it's more. It's not. You're not going to get really sexually excited, but it's more frenetic. Yeah, but it is really weird lo- seeing Donald Sutherland naked. Um, yeah, <laughs> but it's a, but it's a parent's love and desire for their kid that was that died tragically that drives that film, and it's a gut punch. It's a heck of a film. Oh yeah, it's interesting you mention that because the the nature of that love scene you're talking about, the way it was filmed and the way it's presented, it's presented like uh, you guys are going to giggle, but it's presented very raw. It's presented very uh, emotional and intimate, and to the degree that a lot of people, the 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 talk at the time was, oh, that was not simulated. Yeah, you no, know? he's not. He's and people not are and Donald Sutherland's like, come on, give me a break. It was. <laughs> Yeah, well, that, what's that? Don't repeat. You do not want no, to repeat. No, no, no. Never mind. Just remember, cut at one fifty-five, thirty. <laughs> <laughs> but it's but it, but honestly, no. That was the thing for a long time. People were like, oh, that that wasn't. You know, we were on set. That wasn't simulated. And Donald Sutherland's like, no, come on. But um, uh, it lasts a lot longer than fifty seconds. But <laughs> the um, the, <laughs> just, but, but but this entire movie it, it is based around love all kinds of different love yeah. and, and in that moment which happens after they've lost the child it's like you can see them trying to come come together and and form the fix their marriage and he gets what he gets fixated on throughout the film uh, I mean that movie goes some weird places there's a lot of stuff going on in that movie but it is definitely a movie that does have love at its center I think it's a a great movie. It's a good movie. I mean, you can call it a um, a, uh, a drama. You call it a horror. You can call it a mystery. You can. Fu- and have you both seen it, JT and Ryan? Uh, I have. Yeah, I've I've watched that movie. It's a great film. I've seen bits and pieces. That it has one of the unless this got one of the wildest endings I've ever yeah. seen on a movie oh, yeah. that just comes out of nowhere. And, and it's almost got uh, giallo elements to it as well. Like it's. I would. Yeah, say, it's yeah. absolutely fantastic. Yeah, you know, and, and it's like you said, there's just... Uh, there's so many out When there. you really look into it, when you really look into it, like the whole point of most scary movies, horror movies that you would say, is is based in, in the whole love situation. And I mean, if you look at, I mean, talking about like, uh, 
Valentine's Day and things like that, you know. Yeah, we didn't even bring up. I was gonna say, my bloody Valentine. My bloody Valentine. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a. I was about to. I was like, we can't. We should. May is a good place to wrap yeah, it yeah, all up. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> my yeah. bloody Valentine. My bloody Valentine. We've gone twice as long as you guys normally go. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, and I, um, I, w- I tell you what. If you guys don't tell us when to shut up and we're done, we'll just yeah. keep talking. So. Uh. <laughs> oh no. Well, that's my thing too. I'm looking at. I'm like, no. You know. Um, but yeah, any, any, anytime if I, you guys. If are, I want this night to have any sort of romantic conclusion, I need to get off soon. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say the, I, um, I, I, I wanted to. I wanted to end. No I wanted intended. to end on one that I, nobody else will consider romantic, but it's based in love, and that's Death Wish. Oh, oh because yeah. Charles Bronson. Because he's, ave- yeah. he's avenging. He's avenging the murder yeah. of his wife, and that's why he goes to the lengths that he does. Well, I mean, now we, we talk are Mandy, talking so the yeah, old Charles Bronson, right? Yes, yes, yeah. yeah we're not talking. No, we we're not talking to. Bruce we Willis. We're not talking the Bruce Pat Cash and the Paycheck <laughs> Willis <laughs> movie <laughs> now. But Death Wish, really, he's motivated. I mean, have you seen Part Three where he goes into that neighborhood in Los Angeles? Yes. Or oh yeah. And that's the difference between he and the Bruce Willis one. He's motivated. Yeah, motivation. <laughs> <laughs> but that, but that is. I mean, the whole crux of the movie is love for his wife, his dead wife. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a great one to end on. You know. Good way. I and guys, just since we're coming up on the end of it here, that's what that's what uh, a big motivator in in uh, scary movies is for is uh, love, you know. Because think about it, like we said, with it could be a movie like My Boyfriend's Back, he's come back trying to be with his girl, um, Pet, like we talked about. That's a little bit uh, what people will do for obsession, the love they have for something. Um, and I just thought about Friday the Friday the Thirteenth is the mom's love yeah, for his son. Every, there you go. Every, every horror Friday movie, 13th, really, you know. He killed um, all those counselors because he loves that camp so much. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> he loves seeing drunk, horny teenagers. Yes. That's what he loves. I love seeing drunk, horny hey! teenagers. Well, that's all the slides. And that's why they keep making those movies. All right. Um, one hour and 50. And this is the Phantom Galaxy signing off. Yeah, just cut, cut, cut off the last 10 minutes of this episode. We'll, we will make this episode end like a found footage episode. We're just, oh, God. What was that? And everything starts crashing. This episode crashing. ended an hour and a half ago. He just hasn't told us. We'll just have somebody saying, we'll have one of our wives saying, I found this, and I really thought it should go up, so here it is, <laughs> unedited. <laughs> oh, but yeah, we, we really, really appreciate it. Note to self, we have to record a found footage episode where we all die yeah. at the end. That would yeah. be great. Since I know we're never going to talk to you guys again, we really appreciate you having us on the show. And <laughs> oh, no. You know what? This has been a great time. Awesome. I want to say to the audience here, as I'm sure has enjoyed it, too, uh, There, bottom line, there's a ton of great movies oh, out there. there. We're going to have this one up well before Valentine's Day. We'll make sure that the list to the movies is in the show notes because we go down a lot of rabbit holes here, but we mention a lot of uh, great stuff. So I want to thank uh, both Ryan and JT for coming on. Thank you guys so much. Give you another opportunity to let everybody know where they can find you. And I I'd absolutely love to come on and talk some cryptids. We'll have absolutely. to work that out for sure. And we'd love to have you guys back on sometime yeah, because uh, we love horror movies. You love horror movies, and, and this was a ton yeah. of fun. Yeah, and we love all you guys, man. It just, uh, you know, our love for horror is just huge, and we're just going to keep talking about it. Yep. Um, you guys can find us at on Facebook. We're easy to find. We're everywhere, guys. Facebook, YouTube. Um, uh, anywhere you can find a podcast, just type in the Horror Chronicles podcast. 
And uh, you'll find us on there. Um, you go to Google and just type in the Horror Chronicles podcast, and we'll pop up everywhere. Facebook is a great way to get a hold of us. That's what I did, and that's Google's what happened. Google's pretty damn smart. And, 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 and what's funny is when I, when I found you guys, it took me the longest time to realize you were audio, because I only ever watched you on video. Yeah. So I've been yeah. watching. Yeah. On YouTube, yeah. yeah. On YouTube, on YouTube, and they do a brilliant job. They have a really good setup with their microphones, and they got a. I love your background. They have the design. background Andrew design, awesome. and at the same time, every once in a while, when I was on, Gerald would be shaking his hand up and down. I'm like, what the fuck is going on underneath his desk? And he was, you were getting your uh, your uh, your cigar. You were cutting your cigar. Or oh whatever. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that what we call it in Canada? I shake, I shake that's my what they call it in Canada. It looks like I'm. Yeah, yeah, that's what you. Yeah. Yeah. He's shaking his cigar. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, guys. Oh, cutting the cigar. That's where you're. I'm gonna... not shaking Ryan. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, we're six feet away. He only need three. <laughs> Social distance. But anyways, guys. Yeah, you guys can find us anywhere like that. Uh, we had a blast. We love talking about this stuff. Um, sorry for if you're not used to hearing as much profanity as we put out, but uh, man, we... And we were pretty subdued tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you were. They're not. They're not here. I know. They got us riled up. Is what oh, happened. Yeah. Uh, the uh, you, well, they don't hear any profanity. They hear smooching oh, I was say, or oh, yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. decided yeah, to put I, in. See, oh, yeah, I, I'm used gonna, to it with land of the creeps. Fart so. <laughs> I should find the sounds of someone getting chopped yeah, up. Yeah, it's just chainsaw. <laughs> Every time he curses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, thank, thank you guys so much for having us on. And as always, open invitation. We will actually get a hold of hold of you, Nathan, and hopefully get you on for some. Uh, for some cryptid talk, yeah, um, or sure. anything really. Heck, yeah, that would be and, awesome. Um, of course, Bill. You know, we always yeah, talk to Bill. Always welcome, man. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, if you want to set up a four-way or a three-way or yeah, however, I'm always oh, down. Oh, hey, wow. I'm always <laughs> down. That kind of show. See what happens. This worked out. So <laughs> Nathan, oh, but no. Nathan, do you have uh, a web- so? Yeah, and Nathan, do you have a webcam? Boop. I do. Okay, yep. Cool. I can, uh, I can we can join set in. up some Zoom meetings. I'll even shave my eyebrows for <laughs> not off, but down. Because right now it's looking kind of yeah. It's Vincent Priceus <laughs> right now. So yeah, my so wife had to trim to mine the other night. She said they're about to grow under your hair. <laughs> you know? Mine looks like flagella, like it'll just reach out and grab something, like a, if a fly landed on my face, it just reached out. And, and here is your chance to pump Manscape. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, there I you go. Tried to there do you that. go. <laughs> I tried to do that earlier with why it sounds like it does, but uh, we can't. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, all man. I, all I heard Bill say is, "This is your chance to pump it." <laughs> <laughs> That's usually what happens after we end the podcast. Yeah. We're gonna, yeah. <laughs> Once I hit the stop button, it's on. <laughs> Love is all oh, around, ladies and gentlemen. And that is the Phantom Galaxy Podcast. Episode. We apologize. That's, that's the That's the Phantom Galaxy Podcast signing off. Have a good night, everyone. If you've been enjoying the music here on Phantom Galaxy, the opening theme and the closing theme are both brought to you by synth pop artist Aries Beats. He's done a lot of really cool stuff in the world of synth pop, a lot of very interesting genre-based retro themes. You can find more of his work over at ariesbeats.bandcamp.com. And until next time, we are the Phantom Galaxy. Thank you.